a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode two of Dumb Mark's Podomania Weekend. Those of you that joined us last night for NXT TakeOver Recap and AEW Dynamite, the end of the Wednesday Night Wars, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in today for your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. Gentlemen, the Super Bowl of Wrestling has finally arrived, night one of WrestleMania. How we feeling? We excited? We ready to go? Happy WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Always excited for WrestleMania weekend, no matter how bad the card looks. <laughs> we, we will get into that. We will get into that for Bell to Bell. Um, so just um, how everybody good? Everybody's week went night. I know we we chit chatted last night, but everybody everybody's doing good. Doing uh, good? Uh, second vaccine this week, so I'm good. Okay, there you go. There you go. Are you vaxxed and waxed? Is the saying is going around? <laughs> I'm not waxed. <laughs> but I am waxed. Yeah. <laughs> this time was a lot easier. I, I guess for the I guess in. for the guy I guess for the guys instead of vaxxed and waxed, it'll be vax and scaped for, for manscaping. <laughs> we can we can do that, you know. Yeah, no no real issues this time, so it was all good. Glad and glad that's over with. Felt a little, felt a little iffy on Thursday after the day after, but yeah, you know, it wasn't terrible. Was able, was able to kind of resume a normal day. So, yeah, I know, I know my, you know, family members of my, my aunt cousin got theirs scheduled to go. I got to go on and book mine. Um, my mother went and got her first shot, and uh, God, you know, in the south as they say, you know. Bless your little heart. Um, <laughs> she calls me the night before, like just calling to, you know, say if I don't make it tomorrow, you know, just what I'm like, my, you, you're gone. Just, oh my god, skin <laughs> a, a shot, my. Like it's no, <laughs> like you know, like nothing to worry about. We're it, it's all right, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I called her the next day, and it was like. You know, she's like, oh, that was the easiest. I didn't even see a needle. It was the easiest thing ever. I was in and out 20 minutes. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so la- last weekend, I went and did an actual normal human being activity. Went and saw Godzilla vs. Kong in the movie theater. Uh, running out, running out. Up, the movie Great experience. Um, honestly, I like the movie. The, the movie's good. I, you know, I'm not mad that that I, I, you know, we rented out the theater to see it. Like I, I felt the way that the movie was, like the being in the theater and having like that surround sound and everything else for for the action scenes and all that and the fight scenes between them two was was good. It made it feel feel like you were you know more more into the movie than just watching it on TV yeah. at home. But uh, yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely do it again. Like we, you got there 15 minutes early. They told you what movie you were in. Walked right up, ordered your snacks if you wanted any snacks, and then you walked into the theater. 
you know, person came out and said, what movie are you watching? You tell them what movie and they go on and turn it on right at your start time. And then after it was over, you just put your trash in the garbage as you walked out. And that was it. Walked right out the theater. They had stuff roped off. Like it was really set up was really good. Done, mm-hmm. done right. And I like, I have no worries about going and doing it again. So nice. now, how was the seating when you went in the seating? Yeah. So you could sit anywhere. We went to we went to uh, Century Square over in Century Three, and they have the the Lazy Boy recliner chairs. Yeah. So it was a little bit more spaced out. There was ten of us, um, the, or nine of us. The max was ten um, for that particular theater. I know other theaters are doing like you could rent it out and have twenty or twenty five people. Mm-hmm. But you just walked in, grabbed any seat you want. Once you were inside your specific theater, you could take your mask off. Didn't have to sit there with your mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, once you once you walked out of the theater, you had to put your mask back on. So in the common areas and that, but um, not nah, great experience. Really, really enjoyed. It felt good to actually go out and do something. I know my kids were excited. They they liked the movie, but it was just the fact that they were able to do something after you know a year of being in the house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I did see with that, um, it, it apparently it's doing really well. Um, you know, I believe last Sunday I saw an article that it said it had already out earned Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Um, so it's it's getting good good buzz, good showing. So I'm not mad if they if they continue the series on and make something else. I'll tune in for it. Uh, that kind of surprises me that it's out topped uh, Wonder Woman, but yeah, and it, it, that was on Sunday that it uh, had already know out earned that so good on that um a couple other things that i saw that caught my eye this week um disneyland avengers campus opening date was announced so i don't know how many people are going to venture down to disneyland um i'd be excited to go to the avengers campus um june 4th will be the big opening date mm-hmm. so not sure crowd-wise what they're allowed to have in the park, such and such, but um, June 4th, that will that will open up. Um, now, do you know what they replaced? Uh, I don't think it's said in, in the article. Um, Star Wars is still up and running, right? Oh, yeah. That just yeah. came out. Okay. And Harry Potter, I'm sure, is still going. Mm. What well, was Harry Potter? In- Harry, Potter <clears throat> Harry Potter's universal. Harry Potter was in- oh, universal. universal. Yeah, it's yeah. universal. Okay. Um, yeah, they have a Doctor Strange Sanctum, a Hank Pym's Test Kitchen will also be be there. If you, it looks it looks amazing. Like it, you know what I mean. It's set up like the Avengers headquarters. Looks exactly like it does in the movies, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, that Mouse Money boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse money is deep. Yeah, it for is. Sure, for sure. <laughs> um, and then, Jay, I saw this. I don't know. I know you, you showed off the Fruity Pebbles coffee creamer. I picked up Cinnamon Toast Crunch coffee creamer mm-hmm. this past week. Um, good. I, I would buy it again. Mm-hmm. But I saw that there's a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Kit Kat. They're getting I've seen through. it, but I haven't seen it in stores yet. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're waiting I, for that? 
I, I tried the Reese, the Reese uh, marshmallow top, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. I like those. I don't like the one with the pretzel in it. That unsuspecting crunch in a Reese cup is uh, a little much for me. Did you find the chips yet? No, not yet. No. So, yeah, there's that. And I also saw, um, I know I brought up a, a little while ago, um, because it's 50 years for Fruity Pebbles, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff, Fruity Pebbles. I saw yesterday, grocery shopping at Walmart, the Fruity Pebbles ice cream. <sighs> Don't oh, have to make a trip to Walmart. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick it up, but it looked the the the, the carton alone. It looked amazing. So <laughs> if you're if you're a fruity pebble if you're a fruity pebbles guy, um, I, you know, I would suggest making a run to your local Walmart because that's the first place I've seen it in. So definitely got to try that because I tried the Snickers one before, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried the Sour Patch Kids. I like mm-hmm. the Sour Patch Kids. It was sour, then it was sweet, like it is, but it was good. That's different. It was oh, it was different. It definitely was, but I got used to it. Not doing, not doing any. Yeah, I'm not doing that. My ice cream. (laughs) What else you guys got for the intro this week? Uh, Gaming wise, um, Sony slash PlayStation. They are remaking the Last of Us game, the first one for PS5. And everybody's mad at it because the game is still modern and they're saying, Sony, what are you doing? So it's very odd for them to make a updated game from 2013 to now. Don't know why, but they told Naughty Dog to start making the remake for it. Now, if you're just like straight remastering it, I don't mind that. Just upgrade the graphics and all that. No, I think they're a remake like Resident Evil 2 remake with it yeah and then uh sony told ben studios they are the makers of days of gone uh days gone they said no to a sequel saying that the game didn't sell enough and it wasn't quality enough to get a sequel so they told them to make a new ip for their studio ip is a new new game and franchise altogether. <clears throat> and that's all i have Jay, I see you drinking Pepsi there. I tried that Pepsi mango yesterday, and it is hot garbage. I, I agree. Terrible, terrible. Tastes like tastes like tastes like uh, knockoff brand baby food. It's garbage. It's it definitely good. really fake flavoring. Yeah, Not anything good. natural. I like that one better than the pineapple. But I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't buy like a whole twelve pack. Like they used to come in the slim cans. I'd buy my ones. Yeah, I just grabbed the okay. I grabbed the, the, the twenty ounce bottle that they had at you know at the registers they were checking out. I saw it. Um not even do that, yeah. But yeah, no, no case nah. It's a big big thumbs down in my household from anybody <laughs> that's tried it. So swing and a miss there by by Pepsi on that one. Um entertainment wise, I saw now this this could be Good or bad, but um, Netflix purchased the rights to a Con- Kanye West multi-part documentary for thirty million dollars. Thirty million. Thirty million for docu series for Kanye West. I left Kanye in 06. A, a lot of people left Kanye in 06. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't hit on my radar anymore. So 
whatever. Let's get out of the podcast game and just try making content for Netflix because they pay money. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, like, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> that could be, it, it, you know, I like Netflix. I watch their docu their documentaries a lot. Um, their the their Biggie Smalls one was excellent. Like, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to get because of how like we said I'm checked out on Kanye. I don't think that's I'm gonna run to watch it when it gets put on Netflix. But mm-hmm. if it, if it gets people talking and people you know are giving it good reviews and that I'll I might watch it. There's just so much. So much to cover with with that, and I don't I don't know, you know. Sometimes based off of the way Kanye acts, it's like you don't you don't know if that's something that is a cry for help or if it's something where it's like he's a master troll um, or you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I just get uncomfortable with with that stuff, type of stuff with with him. So. I don't know. But yeah, 30 million, I was like, geez. And it could be a money grab. I don't know, because there's reports out there that he's flat broke. <laughs> so hey. Spent all that money on that presidential campaign. I was gonna say that, but I'm not political. <laughs> <laughs> not political, just yeah. it's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. Um been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Episode four was amazing. We won't get into spoilers here like we always do, but we will talk about it um, later on down the line after it ends. There's two episodes left. Um, so I've been watching that. And then. Um, so it ends on the 23rd. So it'd be two weeks. So we want to discuss it May 1st. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And when does Loki start? June, I think. Okay. So there's gonna be a little gap. Yeah, July, July, right? I don't know. The trailer just dropped, so yeah. you go back and check the date on that. Um, I saw that rumors, <clears throat> rumored to be, and this is rumor, so take it for, for for what you will, as Bruce Pritchard likes to say, rumors and innuendo. Um, the Rock is rumored to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movie franchise. I did hear that. <laughs> so what he do? I mean, he makes money, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm cool but with do that. Do we need? Do we need any more Terminator movies? And no, we don't. No, no. no. Mm-hmm. What was that SNL? So, he's like, he's like the the guy of sequels. <laughs> <laughs> Box office gold for sequels. Throw the rock in there. <laughs> yeah. After uh, after after Terminator Genesis, that should have been the end of it. I haven't seen his latest one. I still gotta watch it. Dark Fate. I heard it. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. It, it's so so. I mean, you're not you're not gonna get better than than Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Like that was just that was the height of the of the movies. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that was never gonna compare to it. Mm-hmm. The first one was good because it set up the second one, and the mm-hmm. second one like yeah, blew it out the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a on a sad note, um, yesterday passing of DMX. Um, I you know I I commented out there, and this is this is local Pittsburgh wise. So those of you that are familiar with the area, um, if you weren't at Club Jets on a Sunday night, <laughs> bouncing up and down with a group of your boys to Rough Riders anthem, 
back in the in the day, then you you never truly lived as, as a teen. Um, <laughs> I'm cool with that because I never went to death. <laughs> I, I, I miss that stage. Mm-hmm. I miss that stage of life. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm just just not interested in them now. Yeah, there's so there's so there's so many so many memories are tied to his music for me growing up. That like as soon as I hear a certain song, a memory immediately pops into my head, and it's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rare that that I mean, music does that for everybody. Like that's one yeah. of the great things about music is that it it automatically takes you back to a time and place that's an instant an instant memory that you may not have thought about in ages. But as soon as you hear a certain song, it, it immediately sparks some type of memory in you. Whether it's you know, you know, getting dumped by a girlfriend or whatever the case may be, like to a DMX song. <laughs> No, not to a DMX song. I'm just saying in general, music in general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like, I mean, just so, just so many memories with X. Um, you know, I used to get my license, you know, driving around in my mom's Monte Carlo, banging, it's dark as hell and hot, turning my face <laughs> off. Because, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so many things. Um, but the man was, you know, he had his demons. He wore his emotions on his sleeve. Went through his trials and tribulations. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad to see he got his flowers, as as they like to say nowadays, with getting to do the verses with Snoop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe anybody that listens to hip hop already knew about DMX, but the younger generation and that got to see got to see a, a, a true legend of of hip hop um, with him in that verses, and and so you get to see him and. And feel that and be taken back to those memories during that show was something that I'm glad I tuned in live to see, given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I used to make, uh, like every now and then, I make a gospel CD, gospel mix, you know, just to change it up a bit. And I would always throw the prayer. <laughs> the <laughs> prayers, man, like those were mm-hmm. those, that was some of the best. The best part on the albums were the prayers. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. he, speaking of prayers, he he. Did the prayer for the video package for WrestleMania 27 for John Cena? Mm-hmm. Like it was like he had that effect. He, Mike Tyson, walked out to, you know, his song and his first fight back after prison. And I was watching the clip and he's coming out and it's, you know, it's one two one two one through like, and as the beats coming in, you know, it's getting ready to drop. And it's, <laughs> Doom, doom. And like it's hearing it, and you have the announcer like, you know, chiming, oh, Tyson's coming out to some very intimidating music. I wonder if he'll be able to intimidate his opponent the same way. And it's just like, but I mean, X was notorious. If you were going into, if you were watching a boxing fight or even UFC, like you knew if somebody was coming out to X, it was like, oh, okay. This dude is a bad ass mother that's gonna knock somebody out. Like that's just the way it was. Um, before football games, basketball games, like X was played in the locker room whenever mm-hmm. we were warming up. Like it's just he was synonymous with the generation that you know lost a, a true legend. And even as conservative as baseball is, <laughs> people was playing yeah. X before that. <laughs> I mean, he was a character on Def on on Def Jam Vendetta. Like he was in a video game. Like I mean, <laughs> he was in movies. Like the the man covered it all. Um, 
you know, one of the companies that I previous worked previously worked for, I was involved with a with a case of his, and it was like I'm like, yo, it's Earl Simmons, like working, like it was just crazy that I was, you know, such a fanboy, such a mark as as the the show's name is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was sad sad day yesterday. Um, it was one of those things where like you were outside and people driving all around neighborhoods and everything else, like you just heard DMX music being played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, you know, a passing like that, obviously Tupac's and Biggie's was different circumstances and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But like maybe when like Michael Jackson passed away or when Prince passed away, like where everybody was playing their music, yeah. and like just going back through and listening, like he, he's one of those individuals that made you go do that yesterday. So, Rest in peace to him, uh, to his family. He had 15 children. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15, 15 children. So thoughts and prayers to them. Um, you know, but uh it, hey, he's he's forever forever a hip hop legend and his music will definitely definitely carry on. So thoughts and prayers to him there. Um anybody got anything else for the intro? No, uh, it kind of felt like it was a quiet news week. Yeah, not not too much happening. Um, you know, for that it was we were heavy in the WrestleMania, so yeah, um, very. You know, we didn't have too much going on, but um, I guess now is a better time than ever to <laughs> make the huge announcement from the Dumb Marks podcast. You guys called for it. You clamored for it. We appreciate the the reaching out, the questions, the emails. Uh, shout out to everybody that listens and supports the show. India, we love you. Uh, keep keep downloading, keep tuning in. Um, you guys are you guys are up there fighting tooth and nail with with the listeners in the U.S. as far as uh, who has the most listeners to the Dumbmarks podcast. So I uh, don't know why we're over in India right now, but we love y'all for it. Keep it up. Absolutely. Um, at us, comment at us. We love interacting with y'all. Um, and with that being said, time for the grand announcement. We'll get the drum roll. <laughs> Terrible drum. Mm-hmm. I know we can jump in. I thought you had it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a Nigerian drum roll. We'll get into that Nigerian drum fight. But it is official. Your dumb marks have merch. We are officially on Pro Wrestling Tees, as you can see by the graphic there. So go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. That is our link to our store. Support the show. We love y'all. We'll have more designs to come. But we figured we'd start it off with just a general logo. And then, obviously, we had to get the world-renowned, world-famous, worldwide, global sensation that is One Gotta Go with the four marks. And uh, you can pick and choose which mark you want to get rid of. I have my vote, but I'll save that for at a later date. And time. <laughs> so it depends on who, who should go. It depends <laughs> on what topic. <laughs> so we've we had people ask for for shirts. I'm in your face. <laughs> shirts. Hats. Will still be up, right. <laughs> 
We got. Um, I was I was keeping the graphic up because I saw you eating below, and I was just like, "I'll wait till he does it." Then it didn't. It never stop. <laughs> I was looking for a chance to eat something. Like this dude never is not without a snack. Like, and you wonder why drink of the week is always bad. Because <laughs> you got ninety different things on your taste buds. Speaking of taste buds, so if you buy the one gotta go shirt. Take a picture of it and let us know who's got to go. Send it to us on social media at DumbMarksPod. Let us know who's got to go. Let us know who's got to go. And speaking of taste buds, Chris, your sister. <sighs> it's a terrible segue. I'm not a professional in segues, but I figured, why not? Um, I've been coming in here the last two weeks, and I've been hailing the, the most delicious coldness and sweetness that has hit my lips in a really long time, which that is the Charlie Cold from Cold Brew from Dunkin' Donuts. Your sister got it this week. Yeah. And she texted you and told you to tell Steve that that Charlie is just meh. Nah. So I responded back, Chris, tell your sister that her palate is meh and she has the taste buds of a four-year-old. To which she replied, well, he's not wrong because I only like what? Chicken, Chicken tenders. tenders. So there you go. So, <laughs> Steph, if you're listening, your taste buds stink. Um, the Charlie Cold Room Cold Foam is the most amazing, delicious drink ever. And you can sit there and enjoy your Happy Meal later on today. <laughs> I like chicken tenders, okay? <laughs> All right. So there it is, the big announcement. Pro Wrestling Tees, we're on there. Merch is available. Shout us out. Support us. Let us know. Um, we appreciate everybody. Go ahead. Let us know. Um, we're working on some more designs there. We'll, we'll let you know as soon as they get up and are out there. Um, but support the show. We love you guys. And uh, with that, let's get into what we're all here for. WrestleMania talk. Bell to bell. Let's go. All right, guys. As we said, it's WrestleMania weekend. We are on day, what, six already of content <laughs> in a row? Day six on content, yes. <laughs> so it's like 100. It, it, it really does. It, this, I'm exhausted from it already. And it has, Mania hasn't even begun, officially begun yet. <laughs> no, and it, Mania night one, um, kicks off at what, 8 o'clock tonight, or is it 7? Pre-show at 7, 8 main card. Okay. I didn't and even have a pre-show. <laughs> no matches. There's no matches on the pre-show because okay. they want. They're trying to give. They, as they announced yesterday, uh, Lashley and McIntyre will kick off the show tonight. Um, so they wanted to give something big for the first match back. Okay. So you mean to tell me that you're going to have an hour's worth of discussion on the build-up to this WrestleMania because uh, mm-hmm. not going to be many highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right there, Jay. Right. <laughs> so let's just start. We'll, Jason's let's... waiting for that WrestleMania after dark after it goes off the air tonight. <laughs> so let's start with the let's start at the beginning of the week. So Monday we have the go home show for Raw. Donald, you got your beer? Uh, yeah, it's don't open it yet. Don't open no, it. Yet. No, 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 not yet. It's, gotta, it's, gotta, it's not doing yet here. Yeah, we got it. We got a special beer for for our drink of the week segment this week. Um, I thought he was gonna have his blue moon just in a six pack on the side before we get no, no, the no, week. No, no, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lightweight, so you know that one beer last night was uh, like filling it a bit. Yeah, so you get you get raw this week. Um, 
It did nothing. We, we can we can skip over Raw, really. It did nothing at all. No. I, I don't know. Like, fine. Give me, honestly, Jay, point, give me one bright spot from Raw. You didn't say Bad Bunny. <laughs> nah. <laughs> honestly, I can't remember. It's it's Monday. <laughs> my I mean, goes back you, to, had, you had... My memory goes for, back to this morning. <laughs> all right, so let's just... It was bad. This, this has nothing to do with WrestleMania, but let's just let's just talk about graphics, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a a famous wrestler who was a longtime commentator who still does some commentating and is also um, you know an active role in, in AEW as a manager right now, and he used to have a saying um, for a certain uh, female tag team or singles entrance that would go let the pigeons loose. Matt Riddle, first off, but it, it changes. It changes into the ring. It changes. Kicking off flip flops. It changes. It's just corny to begin with. You got to keep watching it. It changes. So each time he kicks off the flip flops, they throw different graphics out there. Not every time, but it changes. Well, this week he kicked off the flip flops, and I had multicolored LSD trip birds fly at me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was something to do with tweets. Like it, it was a reference to tweeting. And it was just god awful terrible. Switching it up yes. to you, man. No, it did. That, Let who, the man edit graphics. Who is maybe, that? Maybe you who? have to be high to watch the program. Maybe that's the point of that. <laughs> who do you like? Who is that targeting? Himself. He wants to have fun. I guess I don't know. Let the man have fun. His character's a stoner. How is that him being oh, fun? Let him. He's not the one that did the graphic. The, the amount of 420 and 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 um, weed puns that were in his his promo with the New Day before the New Day's match was just ridiculous. Over, I, was, I just don't. It, whatever, but yeah, I don't. You're gonna jump in the ring and kick off flip flops as a grown ass man. I don't need pink, purple, green, and. Eminem Easter color themed birds flying at me mm-hmm. on my screen. So, like, you want to go back to flip flops? I don't. I don't want to go back to anything with with Riddle, which is a shame because I like him in the ring. It's just the way they're presenting him is terrible. Wonder uh, what? Maybe they'll give you pirate ships uh, flying for WrestleMania. Oh God! Cannonballs. <laughs> Cannonball. There we go. <laughs> Switch it up. Look! Look at you guys throwing in input. God damn! Y'all want to see it? <laughs> No, that's gonna be, you know. I'm gonna leave it go. <laughs> you have, you have, you have, um, you have Kofi. Just to to, we'll just run off of that segment. But you had uh, Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles, which I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I can get into this. Um, it was like a three minute match. Kofi Kingston throws a microphone at almost. <laughs> Almost stammers around like a giant around him. Kofi runs through the ring. AJ gets distracted. Woods wins with a roll-up. AJ has lost three consecutive times, three weeks in a row, all to dumb, distracted finishes. And this is supposed to get me excited for a tag team title match on WrestleMania? 
It does nothing. After they, after they, after they get a tag team title shot just by standing in the ring and saying, "I want a tag team want a match. match," it does nothing. What does this again? This goes back to the same point we've been hammering home for this entire build to Mania. There's no stories that are getting me invested in these matches for this card tonight or tomorrow night. Minus, I think we have a total of, what, 12 matches? Seven and seven, 14. Okay, 14 matches, and I could probably say as we run through these predictions over the next two days, there's probably three that I'm probably really, truly invested in. Mm -hmm. Truly invested, yeah. So it's like, what? How about letting the invested? Maybe five. Oh, we'll run through the card and figure that out. But I, yeah. <laughs> so Rob, Rob was trash. Rob did nothing as a go home show to WrestleMania. It did nothing. So then we get the announcement that SmackDown, and we got this last week, I believe, but SmackDown was going to be the basically the WrestleMania kickoff show. Yeah. It was going to be a special edition of SmackDown, WrestleMania-wise. Um, so we weren't getting a standard go-home show for Friday night. In between there, we had the Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Um, class of 2020 and 2021 got inducted. Obviously, last year's class didn't get the introduction because of COVID. Um, so they decided to do it this year. And This year, minus Batista. Minus Batista. Mm -hmm because of scheduling conflicts. Um, and I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I mean, it. but do you enjoy any Hall of Fame? I do, actually. Yeah. I like the Hall of Fame. I like hearing the stories. Better some. Mm -hmm. I, I, like hearing the, I like hearing the stories. I like hearing the, you know, the, the road tales, the how you got there. I, I like you that. Like the main inventors. You like, you like the keynote speakers. I like that with I like that with any Hall of Fame. Like I watched the 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 NFL Hall of Fame induction. Like I those I just enjoy hearing about successful people mm -hmm. and the stuff that they had to go through to get to where they got and, and everybody that impacted them and and all that. Like I enjoy the I enjoy that. It's um, kind of like whenever Ron Simmons got in a couple of years ago. I enjoyed JPL talking about their road trips with Teddy Long and everything and mm -hmm. like inducting him into the Hall of Fame. And so I was really looking forward to Ron and possibly Teddy inducting JBL last year. You know, so it's like with them doing it this year, you know, you didn't get the induction. You just got like a five minute speech from the person being inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I felt like it did take away from from it a bit. Not only that, but the way that they the way that they did it, like I I get you can't I get you can't have people there, right? Even though they're in Florida and Florida's one of them, you know, Florida and Texas are probably Georgia too, but they're probably two of the most open states as far as letting people do pretty much whatever they want um, with with COVID and that. But you you had people come out, and JBL was the perfect example. Like Jerry the King Lawler was the host, comes out, gives the little introduction, runs through, brings out JBL. He starts going into a speech, and what do they do? They they pipe in the fake crowd mm -hmm. noise and chants and reactions and it's just like uh it didn't fit at all mm -hmm. viewing wise it, it was just not a good experience like but then it would yeah, just yeah. Feel like it would just feel like when when it first started wrestling when it first started just emptiness i mean how, yeah. how do you how do you win in that situation 
they could have had the roster at least be the audience. It's yeah, not, you, like they normally do the whole all, thing. You're, yeah, you're testing all these people. Like, why not put the why not have the roster out there? Like you said, you're in the Thunderdome. You have the room for it. You can ha- have everybody seated. So they're doing that, right? So you're having you're having the 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 wrestlers come out on stage and talk into a microphone into an empty arena with just elite people's faces on LED boards. Mm. <laughs> so that's awkward enough. Like as a person, as a speaker, like to go out there and to speak and and to you know show enthusiasm and everything else. Like how do you do that with just faces on an LED screen? Like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but how do you do that with with talent around the ring? But you're speaking like, like these aren't these aren't your fans. These are people you work with. You want to appeal to the fans. But these people that are being inducted aren't aren't workers today. And the people that are sitting in the stands, whether it's uh, main roster people or NXT people, those are going to be people who are obligated to be there. But also people who looked up to them. Exactly, but people, who, but people who are obligated to be there. So, so, if you so said, "Hey, you got to sit here and watch the Hall of Fame." You so you're not, so you're not gonna have, so you're not gonna have them sit there and watch it, but you're gonna have them get dressed up and walk down a fake red carpet. I mean, they're probably <laughs> in the back they watching had, it anyways. They had so a, why not have them out front? They had a fake red carpet where people were cutting interviews on the red carpet with fake photographer mm-hmm. cameras flashing and fake camera noise like paparazzi's yelling hey over here look here look here like come on what are we doing like why are you trying to give off something that it's not what what can you do you can see you can see like the pit when they don't normally do a hall of fame but like the all the uh current wrestlers mm-hmm. there's no reaction on some stuff there reaction right. some of them. yeah it's not everybody um, but it's, it's not um, everybody but it's yeah then don't do it at all. Don't yeah. do the Hall of Fame at all. If it's not if, if it if it's such a if it's such a fan interaction as you're saying that it is, and that the wrestlers don't care to be there because they're obligated to be there. Look at Goldberg. Goldberg came out after a four hour Hall of Fame speech where people had to sit through 35 minutes of um What's his face? Um, with the overalls, Hillbilly Jim, and people bounced. Yeah, people. So people bounced, Goldberg, people left. Goldberg, because that's whenever they realized, hey, we got to put time limits on these people and get them off because the main headliners aren't getting the the flowers that they deserve for being the headliner. But you can't have Hillbilly Jim up there talking for forty minutes. Give me a three-minute cut and you're out. Like, that. Sorry, it is the it is the way it is. If, that yeah, was the one it, thing I did enjoy about the Hall of Fame is that there were time limits. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, I think some people should have gotten more time to talk, but at least the people that I really didn't want to hear, like they put Ozzy Osbourne, they put William Shatner in. You know, they I think Ozzy Osbourne barely talked for a minute on his. He was just like, "Thanks for it, and okay, good night." And it's like, cool. That's all you need. You know, you don't need some big speech from them. For all that, they just could have did like at a regular award show. It was like, oh, he can't make it right now, but here he is on the Jumbotron. Hey, thank you for being in the day. Thanks for me being a part of the Hall of Fame. Say a couple things, and that's it. So it, it 
it's so no, it served no purpose other than just getting content out there, which is a shame based off of the people that went in. And William Shatner and Ozzy and Greg Cully, I don't remember if there's any other ones. They all did theirs via satellite, so they were. Yeah, yeah they could have did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole so thing, the whole show. Don't put it, like, don't put on this this facade of it's an actual event when it's not an actual event because you're piping in fake photography. So you know. the Thunderdome. So what? So the Thunderdome. So the Thunderdome what? You said don't put on this facade if it's a fake event. If you're pumping in all the stuff, you're doing the same thing for works on each week. But that's, that's the actual. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the actual. That's the job. Yeah, like that's the actual show. And that's their job to get up there and accept an award for being in the Hall of Fame. No, it it was not <laughs> needed. It wasn't needed. What they did for it was not good. I don't need Hulk Hogan giving me a promo on his beat shop. <laughs> hey, Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> Regardless. Hogan's gonna go into business for himself no matter what. That was him. And him talking about a night two, brother. You ever know what's gonna happen, brother? Night two. You <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Over. WrestleMania nine, all over. Yeah. He had the he had the the WWE shop, you know, NWO belt. He's in there going, goes, I don't know. Maybe on night two, I'll defend it. Come on. I'm I'm glad I didn't watch it. So I say it was just it was. You would have got this at the regular Hall of Fame. Yeah, you definitely would have got the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, he's doing something. He's going to be twenty four seven champ, or something. He's doing something at this event. No, nah, that don't pay enough for him, brother. <laughs> um, nah, that nah, that triple threat on night two, fatal four way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was that was that was Tuesday with the Hall of Fame. Friday night we get our we get our WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. Um, honestly, for this show, all I needed was the three promos. That's it. That's it. The show could have been the show could have been a half hour long, and I would have been fine. Brian's Edge and Roman's promo. That's all I needed from the show. You didn't like the tag? I didn't like the tag. No, I enjoyed the tag. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you didn't put on Ray and Dominic. I don't. I didn't. You know the way they. You know. If they would have put it on Ray and Dominic last night, I wouldn't even been on the show today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Enjoy I didn't. It. didn't enjoy um, it. You have. I didn't mind Uso winning the Andre to. Oh, no, not at all. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just watching it, and I'm like, Nakamura was wrestling AJ Styles for the WWE title in what 2018, right? Yes. Mania 2018, whatever one that was. Um, and fast forward three years, he's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and AJ's tagging with Amos for the tag team. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. These two guys should be main eventers. Last year, AJ Styles was in Undertaker's retirement match. Right. Yeah. Fast forward and, a year later. And here we are. There's no reason for it. I didn't like in the Battle Royal also that they just threw out Cedric and um, – Benjamin out like nothing. Yeah. Complete burial. Mm-hmm. With them bringing up Maybe that's was important. Like you had you had Ali in there with, with, with T Bar and Slapjack, and they don't even go after Ali after he attacks them. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> and they're no longer retribution, but why are they still retribution characters? That's what yeah. I didn't like. 
What I would have yeah. liked to get ahead had Dajakovic win the match or win the match and then take off the mask. I've been okay with that. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah, that, that so, was a good booking decision, Jason. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't need it. Like, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't need it at all. So no, no, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and rewatch Edge's promo again today. Um, I, I caught snippets of it. I didn't. I didn't get to to watch it live as the show was gone ongoing. I, I have a DVR, but I want to go back and listen to that from start to finish. I like the way they set it up with just him in the ring with the spotlight on him. Um, and you know he he has some good zingers out there, some good one lines. Um, running Roman down, calling him the Samoan Edge. Um, <laughs> came in, started in a three man group. You make your entrance through the crowd. Your spears, your finisher. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I like that. I like that line, you know, on it. Honestly, all three of their promos didn't sell me for the event at all. Like, I I kind of felt like they just were, it, that's all they were. They were just promos to, to take up time. Roman sold me. Just because, he, just because he's gotten so much better. He has. As a promo person. I think I think all three all three promos fit all three individuals in their characters. Brian Brian's promo played up the underdog. I've been told no. This is why I say yes, and it, it fit his character. He had he he had good. He hit all his marks as far as like raising his voice and being passionate whenever he was supposed to during the promo. Then he would slow it down and talk normal. Like I. I enjoyed that promo from from Brian a lot last is night. Is he still an underdog though? I mean, I know they're still trying to give him that character, but he's st- is he still the underdog? He'll always be the underdog. He's a, he's always the yeah. He overcame that WrestleMania thirty. You know he he came back from came back. injury, was WWE champion. You know had had a little run with that. Um, you know gets time had star on on reality shows i mean so are you still that telling me his, that you're still the underdog but that was the point of his promo like i've been told no i was i was told by orton and batista no and i won i was told no i'm not allowed to wrestle anymore and i came back and i won like that was that was the whole point of the promo mm-hmm. so like it fit it fit his timeline and it fit his character like i'm not mad at the promo would I have wanted to see just an Edge versus Reigns match myself personally? Yes, I would have mm-hmm. rather have seen that. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. need the, the triple threat. But this is the match that I'm most looking forward to out of the entire card based off of the story and the build that they've told with these three. So I'm, it's the match that I'm most invested in. Yep. And last night just was kind of the cherry on top of what they've done. And all, all three – all three hit their marks as far as what they did on the mic wise last night for me. Yep. It's the only, it seemed like it's the only match that WWE cares about this whole pay-per-view coming up. All right. So with that, let's get into it. Time to break down and discuss <laughs> night one of WrestleMania. Let's go. So before we get into that, um, last night they did announce that the main event of night one is going to be Sasha Banks defending her title against Bianca Belair. So mm-hmm. with you know the women main eventing night one of WrestleMania, which will be the second time women have main evented a WrestleMania show, uh, Fox kind of posted this graphic recently. Who's the greatest women's superstar of the women's evolution? 
So before, before before we before we answer the question as far as who's the greatest superstar of the women's evolution, let's just look at this graphic for a second, right? Um, three of these women aren't even on this WrestleMania card. The two champions are, but neither one of the stories being built being built going into Mania for both champions has been good. And the last superstar on here was probably one that, that's done the best character work over the past year, and she's not even wrestling on the card. She's going to be managing somebody who's wrestling on the card. So with all that being said, have they done the women justice with WrestleMania this year? There's there's some excuses you can make though. Becky Becky okay yes you had a child. Yeah, Becky's not on the card, right? Yeah. I, I Alexa, that's, yeah that's, that's Alexa that's, can't be in a main event role. Alexa can't be in a main event role. I don't I don't think she can I don't think with injuries you can put her in a main event role or, or maybe she's not comfortable being in the main event role or they're not comfortable with her being in the main event role just because of her injuries. Just because of her injuries, she was one of the best champions they've had in the women's division since since the evolution started. True, but like I get okay, I get I, I can I can buy that they're they're being cautious with her. Don't you know she hasn't really wrestled too much, um, you know, since she's turned into the the sister Bliss as I call her instead of Sister Abigail. But Sister Bliss, she hasn't really wrestled much since she turned into that, you know. I believe her last match may have, has she wrestled since she's come over to Raw? And even in the tag, you're not taking all the work. So, but yeah, I mean, she had like her top four there in the tag division. There's no, there's no excuses to why you don't have Charlotte or Bailey on this WrestleMania. None, especially Bailey. Charlotte had the little situation. Well, and we don't. You want to reinsert her back in? We don't even. We don't even know what. What's true and what's not true with that? But, but like, you're going to reinsert it back in after you just pulled the trigger on Rhea. And if you made it a triple threat, y'all be pissed. Did she? I mean, they couldn't even done Charlotte and Bailey just to give them both a match. It could have been school. a yeah. It could have been a Raw versus SmackDown match. Yeah, like they had before. They've done that before, Armenia. To me, Bailey is the only legit snub. And I'm not sure why she's off the roster. Yeah. Everybody else kind of has a reason. I don't know why Bailey's left off the card. Yeah. After <laughs> the 2020 she had, she des- she deserved a match at WrestleMania oh, yeah. this year. Because remember, we was clamoring for her and Sasha to be the main event yeah. for this WrestleMania from the way that you know stuff played out last year. Yeah, the yeah, way WWE I- runs is that it runs from you know the night after WrestleMania to Mania. Yeah, that's the season. And for as great of a year she had, there's no reason that that she's not on the card. And like I said, if you're if, if she's not going to wrestle, you, you need on. to have her do do something. Do the do do a ding dong hello segment, and and then you have a a, a surprise uh, on that. And and we've talked about that on the pod before, where you could have Becky come out, you could you could have Charlotte come out. Um, and strike something up between them two, or you could have, have you know, Ronda come out. 
yeah, yeah. Rumors are that Ronda's on her way back at some point in time. So if you want a surprise, you can have Ronda come out and, and have Bailey and Ronda go at it. Like you got it. She has to be on this card at some point. You know, I just I just feel, you know, with these six, take Charlotte's stuff out of it. You know, I guess technicality between the false pregnancy test and, and her getting COVID. Um you know, but even before that, you weren't you weren't sure what they were going to do with Charlotte because the original plan was for Lacey to beat Oscar, and then Charlotte and Lacey at Mania. That was the mm-hmm. original plan. Mm-hmm. And look how, then, look how many times that changed. But then Lacey got pregnant, so you had to you had to drop that storyline. Okay, great. So you dropped that storyline, but then they did nothing. It was like there was nothing at all, and now you're getting. You know, Oscar and Rhea. Charlotte Carter shot it uh, at um thing, at Oscar. Yeah, she did. That's what I guess that was supposed to happen next, and then that got thrown out the way. Mm-hmm. Because she disappeared. So then you slide Rhea in there, and now you I, you can't go back from that. No, it's just and they're they, basically they, telling they, the same story. They never that, adjusted. Yeah, they they told the same story, only they they. They took Rhea and Oscar and just did a, a two week thing with it, but it was the mm. same story as Bank as as Bianca and Sasha. Bianca Sasha, yep, the same. But story. your plan changed three times within a month. Who? who what are you, you going to do? But you don't have to. Your tell legit the same plan story. changed three times. You got you mean you got a backup, uh, a C option, a D option, on standby if this stuff don't go right. So that's so there. There's there's the there's the problem with the women at all, and this is what Carmella was getting at with her tweet. If you if you if you don't if you have a three hour show and you have the women on it less than ten minutes for three hours, you're never gonna have women teared up to go, okay, X happened, so now we need to bump up mm-hmm. Y. It's never gonna happen. If on both shows, if you look both shows wise, if you're not fighting for the title, it's rare that we ever get a second or third women's storyline. <clears throat> Here's a question. So about 10 years ago, they toyed with the idea of possibly just because they had so many women on the roster doing just a women's only show. Do you think that would better fit, you know, for storylines for them? Yes. They had their own show and said. Yes. I said that whenever the rumor was out that they needed to do it. If it was all three brands. Yeah. All th- if it was all, all women. Brands, if it's yeah. small and rap, if it's wrecked on the smack down the raw. No. You don't think between between all the women they have on SmackDown and Raw that they don't have a roster deep enough to have a show just for women? I think they have a roster deep enough, but I think the creative will be complete trash on it. I would. I just don't like anything that they've done. And, and to me, it's just been lip service. Oh, we're, we're doing this women's evolution. They, they had the evolution pay-per-view once. Why is, not, why is that not an annual thing? Because Ronda's not there. That's what they banked it on. So that that's not even an annual thing. And then mm-hmm. and then the only reason why we're getting Sasha and Bianca as the main event is because of the outrage it got when it was announced that Drew and Bobby would be main eventing. <laughs> it's the only reason. The only reason why they made yep. the change. And that makes it makes no sense because as Graves pointed out, you win the Royal Rumble, you main event WrestleMania. So it should that, have already yep. have been known. Yeah, that's hey, always the tagline. Yeah, 
Now, if it's one night, I get it. It's one night you can't, you know, it's going to be hard if it's just one night WrestleMania for the women to main event, unless you have the situation where you had Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte, like that there. So it will be more difficult if it's one night to get two women facing up that, that old main event over the men. I understand that. But in this instance, we knew it was going to be two nights. It mm-hmm. was the winner of the Rumble gets main event. So why did we have to go up until last night for them to make the announcement? Yeah. It's just them being tone deaf with things. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I agree that Corey brought up a great, great point. I think that the logic made sense yeah. for it to be night yes. one, night two main event. Easy peasy. That's always the tagline. When you win the Rumble, you main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So I just, just, yeah, I don't, you know. I feel over two nights that they're we're getting two championship matches because they're women's belts, so they need to be defended. And then the third women's match is a tag team turmoil match night one that's going to lead to a championship match night two, which where did I see that story? Oh, so they (laughs) ran on NXT. (laughs) Let's have the gauntlet match the night before to see who faces the North American champion for the belt. So you're recycling the same story again. And I'm as interested in the women's gauntlet as I was in the NXT gauntlet. And you only did it to throw the women out there to show, hey, they're on the card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in it. But why are you interested in it? It does nothing for them. It's just thrown out there to placate to put them on the card. Hasn't that built up to me in, in Italia at all? No, it hasn't. Okay. I think has, besides besides Natty's talking smack segment, what have they done to build them up? Destroy the roster. Have you been watching? With with attacks from behind, that that's building up the team. That's how they roll. I don't. They're heels. They've been they've been getting time, which is a hard thing to do. I just it just I don't. I I can hate everything about they've done with the women for this WrestleMania. And I was the one way back in December and November saying if you don't go with if you don't slow play Banks and, and and Bailey and have them main event, then I want Sasha and Bianca in the main event. I got Sasha and Bianca in the main event, but with the worst build for Sasha and Bianca. It took my that was my favorite match going into Mania season was them two, and now it's like I, I'm so disinterested based off the story that they told that it it makes me disappointed because of what it could have been and what it should have been. Mm. To me, you don't need a, a storyline. You won the Royal Rumble. That's your match. Regardless, you don't need a storyline. You, you won the fight. I don't care yeah, about a storyline. They did that, but then they tainted it with them being tagged. And going through those two pay-per-views, going for the tag belts. That's so they can turn on each other. I don't know. You, but, you didn't didn't need it. It. but you didn't need it. Oh, but you need a storyline. Y'all don't want Kyron for a storyline. See, there's always a story with the between the, the winner of the Royal Rumble and the champion. But you don't need it. They won the match to be in there. You don't need it. So you just have them sit away from each other for for three months. 
too much. To me, I wouldn't care. She wanted to be in the match. I don't need a storyline. You won't get the match regardless. But it's your it's your Super Bowl. It's your headline show. Like you you need to have this is this is our disagreement, me and you all the time, is that you're fine with just the wrestling. And and pro wrestling is not just wrestling. It's pro never wrestling been is just wrestling. It's never been just wrestling. There's always story and it it, it goes hand in hand. It's peanut butter and jelly. It's never just matches. I don't need storyline for that. Just like I don't need storyline for money in the bank. Cash in when you cash in. But that's I don't a need, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need storyline for that. That's the apple and oranges comparison. That's <laughs> not even the same thing. <laughs> I don't need storyline for money in the bank, somebody cashing in. That's the whole point of the briefcase. That's a lottery. It's like, there you go, go. But they give you storyline each time. It the uh, yeah, they give you storyline each time. Not each time. No, Sometimes they cash time. in on the same day, so you don't get any storyline out of those. Oh, oh. Technicality. <laughs> 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 who who you got? Who you got for this? Out of out of these six women, who's the who's the superstar? The greatest superstar of the women's evolution. I will go with Sasha. She's been my go-to since she came on the NXT scene. Well, this this is just we're not talking about NXT time. This is just the women's. Well, evolution. I'm just saying that she's been my number one since then. So she always been. So it's Sasha. Chris, if I go, if I'm going, you know, accolades for everything, I think I'm going to go with Oscar. I think you know her character might not be the they might not push her the best character wise, but for longevity or title, what she's won, I, I think she's been the strongest in the division. She doesn't have more accolades than Charlotte. She's the only one out of them that uh has won money in the bank. And she's done one money in the bank, she's won the all the titles. I mean and she's won a Royal Rumble too. I think she's the only one that's won everything for the women on the main roster. Then Bailey won everything. Not the Money in the Bank. Yeah, she Bailey. did. She, yeah, did. she, she didn't win the Rumble yeah, yet. Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 not Rumble. Yeah. Jay. Uh, I'm gonna go. It's a toss up between Charlotte and Sasha. Just for like overall, I'm gonna go Charlotte. Uh, to me, Bailey is the best in ring to me, but she doesn't have the total, the total package just yet. I think there's an argument for all of them. You know, there is. Yeah. Not, it's not even that you know. There's one easy choice on this. I think there's an argument it's, for it's all tough. of them. Yeah, it is tough. What does what does Bailey still have to do for you? Just her mic to her, her her mic work. See, I think she's completely. I think she's good on the mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, not sold on especially especially when she since she turned heel. I'm not she's sold on really on the mic. I think she's okay on the mic. Yeah, she's she's, she's like an AJ right. on the mic, like an AJ Styles. You know, they they can they can do their job on it. It's just you're miss. not coming for the promo. Yeah. 
Uh, Sasha's my favorite. Um, as far as impact, I would say Becky's had the biggest impact on on the women's division. But to me, she's the worst in ring. But she was the biggest. She's the she's the biggest breakout star. Like you had, you know what I mean? Like true. Um, Oscar, I don't think they've done Oscar any service with the way they've booked her since she's been on the main roster, regardless mm. of what she's yeah. won. She she's been booked terribly. Alexa has been out injured a lot, uh, but Alexa, when she was in the ring and was champion, was great. And her yeah. character work is probably yeah. the best out of all of them. Yeah, she's the um, most improved, definitely. Oh yeah, like yeah, you uh, know, like they're putting Charlotte in that Walking Tall show on USA. If I if you put these six women and said who should go to Hollywood to do something, I would pick Alexa. Alexa. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Sasha was good on The Mandalorian. Becky was yeah. good on the movie. I didn't see you're that. Quite, you're quite watch that. The, the Marine. Oh yeah, she was good in the Marine. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. There's to me, it's it's like splitting hairs here. So I, I, I don't know. I'll say Sasha just because she's my favorite. But I mean, like you said, there's you can make an argument for just about anybody on this mm-hmm. list, yeah, and not and not be wrong. So all right. Well, that, that kicked off good conversation there, good talk, um, led into some of the issues that we face with Mania itself. So um, let's get into Raw is Mania because that's what Night One feels like, an episode of Raw. <laughs> so we'll do the – so I'll do the opening match, and then we know where that the SmackDown's main eventing. So those, that's how we'll, we'll start with the, the WWE Championship, and then, but in between it's just it, – what is what it is. So we'll just go randomly with that. See, I don't um, like them opening up with that match either. I like surprises at Mania. <laughs> Be like, oh, like which one is next? Which one is next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not five, a big fan I'm, of the the championship being the main, the first match, but I get yeah, this I'm, year. I'm, I can understand it a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm fine with them opening the show with this. Um, I don't like that they announced it beforehand. <laughs> you know, like you, you know, uh, Paul Heyman was, I think it was Heyman. See on, is it I was listening to something this week, and it might have been Hammond on Pat McAfee's show. I could be wrong. Um, but or maybe it was Mansuri on him and Madden's podcast. But they were talking about um, Brock and Seth going out there and being the surprise to kick off WrestleMania a couple mm. years ago. It was a surprise. Yeah. And, um, got the crowd going. And it was, and it was Brock's idea, you know, because right up, I think it was Mansuri. Yeah, it was Mansuri because he was like, you know, less than, less than an hour before show, I'm getting stuff over my headset. Hey, Seth and Brock are going first. And it was Brock's idea to start off Mania to get the crowd hot because it's something that they wouldn't never have expected to open up the show with. I'm fine with them doing it again here, um, but I wish they wouldn't have announced it. But I get it, you know, you're not main eventing with the men because you're putting Sasha and Bianca on last. And Drew said that he, he, he's been fighting for wanting to be the first person out with fans in the stand. So you, you can, you can uh, get that reaction. Um, so I'm fine with them going this way. I hope this is, doesn't lead to Drew going over 
to get his WrestleMania moment in front of fans. That's where I feel it's going. Maybe. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of soured on it. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I have low expectations. That's that, that's what I'll put. Yeah. I, I told you guys my biggest fear with this match is that Drew wins and, and he's champion. And then MVP, Lashley, Cedric, and Shelton are just back to floating buoys in the middle of the ocean because they broke up the hurt business. They lost the IC titles. Lashley loses the heavyweight championship. So what do you do with him now? If they put the title on Drew, there was no point of taking the title off the Miz. You could easily <laughs> have Miz be the guy here. Yeah, I would have rather seen the Miz take the loss than have Lashley lose yeah. after the way they built up Lashley. Because yeah, because yeah, that, that's all you're doing. You build him up for a few weeks just to lose. Then and... because the uh, Miz could have put in that ultimate heel work, like yeah. we know he can. Yes, mm-hmm. and I and I think. You know, if they would do this to Drew, like just give him the win in front of the fans, it's like it it still doesn't make sense because you're going right back into the Thunderdome for a few more months. So why is he going to be champion in front of no fans again for months whenever he couldn't pull it off last year? And then why give Lashley all that new intro, you know, stuff? What I'm hoping is uh, the Hurt Business isn't broken up. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping too. So you're hoping that the, the swerve here is that, uh, but they're not allowed at ringside. Drew beat them. They're no longer part of the hurt business. Ah, <laughs> never thought of that. Or take it outside the ring. I don't know. Go ahead, Freddie. <laughs> Go ahead, Freddie Prince. That's two good decisions. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jason. With, with that little tidbit, you got me interested in watching the Seahawks. <laughs> you, you've, done, you've done more with a two-second line. The <laughs> done building up this match. I was really interested in it. Oh. I, I want, I, I'm going with Lashley. I want Lashley to retain. I, I you know, all you know, trying to understand booking wise and what they're going to do um, and where they, where they go, what they see moving forward. I, I'm just going strictly off the cuff with what I want to see here. And I want Lashley to retain. I want Lashley to retain. As I mentioned before, Drew had his time with the title. I'm done with it. Yeah. yeah. I want I Lashley to retain. All right. So we're four, four, four bobbies in a, in a pod here. Yeah, we're not doing NXT tonight. Uh, this time, we're not going with <laughs> what should go right. Working with our guts. All right, let's get this shit out of the way. Not Bunny and Damian Priest versus the Miz and John Morrison. So this this was this was the obvious plan, you know, from from Rumble when Bad Bunny did the did the bunny hop off up off the top rope, um, and, and slipped doing the the crossbody. I um. Bad Bunny has grown on me over this time, for for it being the the celebrity entertainment match. I, I'm okay with them doing it the the way that they're going to do it. He'll have his spots. You took you took the guitar. You're in there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm okay with this. Obviously, I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest win. Um, you know, I don't see Miz and Morrison going over here. Um, they'll they'll do the honors and and you know. Can we please get something for John Morrison, please? He came back like, for nothing. Yeah. Came back for came back for a paycheck because he hasn't done. They haven't done anything with him. Hey, he might have been. He might be booked worse now than what he was in his last run 
with the company. And he was great everywhere else he was before coming back to WWE. He was great in Mexico and in, in AAA. He was great in Lucha Underground. He was great in Impact. That he had buzz. He had, you know, same with Shelton. Shelton was on fire before he got back in with the WWE. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, and it's like, oh, we'll just plug you back into your same old spot where you were before. Until he got put up with the hurt business. Like, get Miz and Morrison away from each other. If they're not gonna yeah. get a run, if they're not gonna get a run as tag team champs for a long time, then get them away from each other. Let Morrison like cause, do something else, please. Well, not Morrison, but I like it because like Mrs. Roll, he has so much going on. You can be this guy to just come out and do the stupid stuff. Mm. Like if he wasn't doing a show, I would like a more serious role out of Miz. The Miz has gotten drafted at every draft so far, mm-hmm. so. If they move the Miz to SmackDown the next time, Morrison has to stay on Raw. Just, just break him up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Damian Priest off my screen and out of my company. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's, the, that's the real reason I hate this match. <laughs> hey, it's not that funny. I I don't like Damian Priest. I'm not sold on him. At well, all. everybody else is. All the higher ups in the company love Priest. And like what he's done, like what he's done yeah, it's just like Corbin. So, <laughs> you know, I I got a feeling you'll see more of him moving forward. So hopefully he's he's up in the jobber role. Dang, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him chase for twenty seven champ, twenty four seven championship. King Damian Priest soon. <laughs> that, ah, don't not dare this. put that in existence. <laughs> I was more interested in seeing uh, Bad Bunny just fighting the Miz. That's what I thought it was going to be because uh, he said that uh, Priest and Morrison were kind of injured. So yeah, they weren't sure. Yeah, they weren't sure if the, both of them were going to be cleared um, mm-hmm. medically bef- before, which is why they they first went with the the singles announcement. And then uh, you know, obviously, they're both cleared to go, um, which is why they're going on tonight. I did. I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about SmackDown. Not to not to backtrack here, but I just thought this just goes to show booking wise, right? Rude and Ziggler last night defending tag team titles on SmackDown. It's the first time they defended them since they won them three months ago. So again, it's like, what are you doing? I don't care about those tag titles at all. They since they no. put them on, I could care less. But you can say you can say that about everything. They did the same mm-hmm. thing with Oscar with her defense. It went months and months mm-hmm. before well, she, did, gets his- she didn't do it on pay per view, but she did have a couple. Of- Title matches on on Raw, but it's it's just it's the same it's the same you know thing over and over again where you're having champions. I w- I wouldn't care with them two guys if you played that into their character. But why can't you, why couldn't you just kept the title on the Street Profits? If you're going to do nothing, you know it they were fine with it. Know. It was getting old for me. As much as I like the Street Profits. But they're still on TV every week. I know. I don't want chance for long terms. Yeah. That's my thing. Uh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to sidetrack. I just oh, yeah. I forgot to bring that up, and yeah. I looked down at my notes. But I just thought that was interesting. It's like, hey, another another title reign where it's a tag team title oh. reign, and and it hasn't been defended in months. So, 
Does uh, anybody think the Miz and Morrison's going over? Everybody pretty much. No, That's absolutely not. No, no. The uh, celebrities never lose at WrestleMania. Yeah. All right. So let's get. We were talking about SmackDown tag title. Let's go into the Raw Tag Team Championship. The New Day are the champs going in against AJ Styles and Omos. I can care less about this match too. It is terrible booking for AJ. I want to see what Omos can do. That's all I want to see. I'm not expecting much of anything. Put a, um, uh, a put tape on of Titus O'Neil and you got Omos. <laughs> I'd rather see Titus have a match. I'd rather see Titus have a match, too. I like I Titus. Just, I just want to see what he can do. That's all. He can do big man stuff. I have no I, I don't. I don't expect AJ and Elmos to win the belts. I enjoy their segments together. I didn't mind those. I don't know. We'll see. I was entertained. So, so I mean, say they would put the titles on AJ and Elmos. So, I mean, then what? what is that? You're just putting the title on them for whatever amount of time just to give the New Day another title reign? Like, another number? You still got Benjamin and Shelton? Benjamin and Shelton. Benjamin and Cedric. What if, if they... If, but then that's it. Her business, but they're still together. Yeah. If, if, if Lashley retains the title, I would like to see Benjamin and Cedric get the titles again. Oh, yeah. So as baby faces. Because they won't be here. However, yeah, however it is. I don't care. I just think that that group deserved better than what they've been they've gotten the past few weeks. I don't I don't even care to, to predict this match. That's how that's how <laughs> I'm just saying new day. I'm just saying new day. Yeah. I'm gonna go new day. I'm not even gonna give it a vote. I don't I don't care. I'll I'll be I'll I'll run the vacuum during this match. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of matches we don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> it just Still gets worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't. A, this is a, raw. Is mania? This is an episode of Raw. It's a three-hour Raw tonight. There's really two SmackDown matches. That's it. So, I uh, got the steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. Uh, another match that just could care less about. I want to see the spot. That's, all I want to <laughs> that's see it. Spot. And that's, that's the thing all- too. It being in a, a a cage match, you're kind of limiting the spot. I think, mm-hmm. you know. True. I mean, unless you uh, uh, do so either you do the spot before you get into the cage, mm-hmm. or the spot is just leaving the cage and the match is over, or the match the is over. Yeah, I mean, I think. So how does how does Shane outwit Braun? Because that was the the promo on Monday was. You know, I'm not mad that you selected a still cage because I'm going to outwit you because you're st- stupid. Uh, this whole this whole story has been built on one word, stupid. And they're making a six foot eight, three hundred and thirty pound chiseled <laughs> giant of a man be the person that was bullied. They took Lars Sullivan's storyline and gave it to Braun Strowman. He's going to he's going to go through a spear through the cage. And he's gonna miss Shane. So Shane wins know. through the cage, probably. Or uh, so awesome. you're gonna do the you're gonna do the big show spot with the Ron? big show spot or the JBL put through the ring and just crawl out. I go through the cage. I, I, I'm stupid, Joe. I mean, I, I'm expecting Braun to win. I mean, this is just the. David Goliath match of you know and, and of the bully you know having to overcome or the the guy being picked on is overcoming the bully in this match. It would have been different if if Braun was being the bully. 
You can't have Shane be the bully to Braun. Yeah, but they kind of do this story with Braun, like whenever they've talked, like done like the the real interviews with him, not character stuff, where he was bullied growing up a lot. That's even fine, though he was big, entire, and I think that's, that's them trying to trying to be, you know, but his entire run, he's been known as the monster among men. And yeah. You mean to tell me that he's the one that's been bullied? Doesn't make any sense. No, I, I'm not saying it makes sense. <laughs> To me, the last Shane storyline I've been interested in other than the spot was him and AJ. Okay. Him and Taker was good. Was that before him and AJ, him and AJ or after? Yeah, that was, that was before. That was before. before. Yeah. Um, him and Shane was match, was was arguably match of the night. Or him and AJ was arguably match of the night of that mania. Was mm-hmm. that the opening match or was that the second? I forgot. That was the open. That was the opening match. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. Like you could you could bring Shane back for the pop. I don't need it. I, I never need Shane on the mic yeah. or doing uh, doing segments. I mean, you knew when Shane came back two months ago that he was back for a match of Mania. You didn't yeah. know at, at the time why, or who, or why. But as soon as they brought Brian out, I knew that's where it was going. I, I called it that night. I said, "This is going to be the match of Mania." It's terrible. All right, what's next? I'm not voting. On I have no. Yeah, I, I have no choice. I'm with Steve. I can care less. <laughs> All right, this one I think we'll, we can actually have a discussion on. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. This is going to be potentially match of, of WrestleMania, I think. After after what you, you know what Cesaro can do in the ring, you know what Rollins can do in the ring. Um, Cesaro, uh, this is his first singles match on WrestleMania since he's been with the company. So go that figure. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, he he had a good interview on on Renee. On Renee's podcast, Oral Sessions, um, go go watch that. It was it was good interview. Um, I think I think you could if you're going to do a run with Cesaro. I think this is the jumping off point for him to get mm-hmm. run this year. If you're going to do it, I think he deserves it. Um, he deserves it, but he needs a mouthpiece. Needs. I don't know if you if you or don't have him say anything. Just come out and be that destroyer. If you give me the if you give me the Cesaro from talking smack and let him go out there and I think he said it. He brought it up on her show. He said that he the reason he felt that it went as viral as it did is because it was him being natural, him speaking the truth, and because he's done such he because he's done the body of work that he's done in the ring. The words hit home even more to people, which is why they bought into it. So, like, and we've said before, yeah. If if you give me that version of him on the microphone, and it doesn't got to be every week with a talking segment, but if you pepper that in throughout a build for him, then I I'll buy it even more and and get me to to believe in in having him go and and chase after the the main strap. Has he even had a main? He's never even had a heavyweight title shot. Mm-mm. I don't think so. No. So come on, to somebody to be as good as he is in the ring, to to not ever even challenge for the title, is is just baffling to me. Whenever you had him with Heyman, who wasn't mouthpiece. No. That's where he so, should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seven yeah, years, I, seven years ago, we dealt with this. Whenever he. You know, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Everybody thought finally he's Cesaro's getting his push, and it no. came to nothing. He's always been one of my favorites. I've always enjoyed yeah. Cesaro. Uh, 
Even back in Ring of Honor, um, you know, like I think him and like I said, him and Seth, this could arguably be match of the weekend mm-hmm. for for it. I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. It's one of the stories that I'm actually invested in because of what they've told yeah. since Seth has come back. So I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I'm gonna go with Cesaro. I want I, I, like I said, I think if 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 you're gonna give him a run, he just re up with the company, just resign. And you know, if you're looking for somebody that's new in the main event picture that hasn't been there before, depending on what you do in the main event on night two, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But I, I think this is a, a good point to kickstart him and get him going and build him up to to like a potential SummerSlam main event. Yep. Next I'll event is Money in the Bank, too. So I'll go with Cesaro as well in this. A loss for Seth doesn't hurt him at all. And it's time for WWE to do something different. It, it really is. I want Cesaro to win, but I want this to be the end of uh, Messiah, uh, Seth. But I don't think you've got... still going with the drippy suits, but... I don't, <laughs> I don't think you... I don't think you've... I think he's, I think he's tweaked it since he's come back, that it's not the full-blown Messiah. Set. Yeah, not full-blown, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they could flip roles. So Saul goes heel and he goes face. I don't know. Well, if you're going to do that, then... then. But we've always had heel Cesaro for the most part. I just want to see Cesaro get his run. I think yeah. he deserves it. I think he's... Obviously, ring-wise, he's going to put on great matches with just about anybody he's in the ring with. Um, he said he 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 said his his goal for the Cesaro swing is thirty-seven. Is there at WrestleMania thirty-seven? <laughs> so count the number of rotations tonight, um, because that that's what he's planning on hitting Seth with is a thirty-seven yeah. <laughs> round swing. But right now, I'd rather see Cesaro Big E than Cesaro Reigns. Just personally, yeah. But so I mean, Edge is probably going to go away for a little bit. Do they keep Brian in there? Or do they maybe that's try to for, put someone that's, else? That's in for there? night two. We're, we're not going to talk about <laughs> Edge, Brian, and, and <laughs> stick to night one. Let's not jump ahead. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think uh, I think a loss for Sorrow. Would hurt him more than a loss for Seth at this in this match, like Donald said. So I, I I'd like to see Cesaro go over. I mean, I, I'm happy with either one winning because I like both of them, but I think it would mean more for Cesaro to win. And like and I brought up next month is Money in the Bank. They need somebody. Money in the Bank has been so shit the past couple of years of people that win it. They need somebody good, and I mean I, I think Cesaro could do a good job with that. All right, what's next? Another shit match. Tag team turmoil for the the winner gets the night two of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Got Lana and Naomi, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and Natalia Tamina and Billy Kay and Carmella. I'm gonna go with this right now and say this is the weekend of Lana. If Lana and Naomi win this. Because, I mean, like Lana since she was with Ziggler, because they they don't you know give me Lana and Naomi because that's the the story they've been telling on Raw, and then have them them beat Nia and Shayna, and that's your that's your WrestleMania surprise of the weekend. 
do I want that? No. Am I? Am I? I'm, I'm contradicting myself here, like a dumb mark, but because uh, I said I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna predict matches based off of booking that I've seen. Um, I, for entertainment value alone, give me Billy Kay and Carmella. That's who I'm going with. <laughs> Just from entertainment value. <laughs> Billy Kay is great. Anything I can do to get her more on my screen is great. Um, so yeah, but I, I'll, I'm gonna go with Lana and Naomi here. I don't think Natalia and Tamina works as far as them versus Shayna and Nia. To, to me, uh, that's who I think's gonna win. My heart wants a uh, Riot Squad to win. Finally, uh, <laughs> how like long did you say it did from tag champs? <laughs> They're the only true tag team in this match. Uh-huh. Billy K and Carmella would be straight entertainment, and you know, storyline wise, you you're gonna. You think, what is it, um, Lana and, and Naomi? But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Natalia Tamina. That's to me, Mandy right. Rose and uh, Brett Dana Brooke have no, <laughs> no chance whatsoever. I I hope they surprise us with this match as mm-hmm. far as the quality of it. I really do because I so, feel like. I feel like they, like I said, I I feel like going back to the beginning of of this segment here of the show, you know, they they've done the the women a disservice building up to Mania, given all the time that they've had and the roster of women that they have, um, it's just it's just throwing everybody onto the card to get them on the card. But I'm hoping the match itself is is decent and is not just your your uh, old school looking of Oh, hey, it's the bathroom break match. I think it'll be decent because you have different people in there. Like, you don't want to see too many of these people in a one-on-one. So you, you're going to get, like, the best of snippets. But um, what's the rules of this match? I can't. I, they haven't even said. Sure. Haven't even said. So it wouldn't surprise me if, 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 if all four teams or all five teams are outstanding on the ring apron. I mean, I've heard of the tag team but I can't remember what the stipulations are. I have no idea. Yeah, it doesn't say elimination, so it's probably going to be first pinfall would be my guess. We'll, but we'll see tonight. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I think Natalia and Tamina, for me, they're the ones I'm the most invested in out of any of these five teams. Uh, but I, it, it doesn't work for going up against Shayna and, and Nia because it's heel versus heel. Um, so, I, yeah. I, God, I don't want to see Lana. But Naomi's the Florida girl, so, I mean, they, they like putting – Stuff it's, on the ravishing, it's the ravishing weekend. Okay, by by definition, it's pretty much a gauntlet match. Okay. Elimination. Two teams start. You pin one. That's too much for these guys. Yeah, too long. I wouldn't mind if all four or all eight were in the ring at the same time. Yeah. All, four. all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Main event. SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair. This should be such a big moment, and it doesn't feel like it is. Given the circumstances, two singles women main eventing, two women of color main eventing. Uh, you know, the, the era that we're in as far as women's empowerment, like all these things that could have been hit on in the story to build up to these two that weren't hit on at all. 
it's disappointing from that standpoint. Are they going to go out there and kill it? I think absolutely. Um, hopefully their their styles mesh well in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, the styles make fights. Hopefully these two have chemistry in the ring with each other because um, sometimes we you get two top people in there, but it just doesn't mesh well, and it and it comes off it comes off as a bad match. So I'm hoping that they they both mesh well in the ring um, because both women can go. So uh, I'm hoping for a, for a classic here between these two because I think they can deliver one, and I think Bianca Belair will be your your EST of WWE and close the show night one with the crowd going home happy, so to speak, and, and getting a new women's champion crowd. I want to, from this match, I want a definitive heel develop from this match, whether it be either one. Because to me, Sasha's still not true heel Sasha. No, so she's not a story. By the end of this match, I want <laughs> <laughs> That's because the match got to the point. Oh, 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 so the match, the match so, yeah. is okay. the match okay. catching yeah. heel. Mm. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go NXT all week for the women. Bianca, Bianca wins. Um, you can't, based off of everything they've done since she's won the Rumble, she mm, can't go right, into. Yeah. You she know, can't go into cocky hill EST Bianca because it's not gonna work. Mm. You can't have her turn on a dime like that. It's not what she's been portrayed as since she's won the Rumble. So if you get her winning t- tonight, then it'll be a straight babyface run for her. Yeah. Donald, Chris, who you got? I have Sasha winning. I'm just ready to see her have her WrestleMania moment. Just her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Bianca will get the money in the bank. I think she's more fit for the money in the bank and having a run with that. You give her both. Yeah, you have her win Rumble, lose, and then have her win money in the bank to cash in later. Different. Different. Got to be different. I don't like that story, but all right. As you can see, all my Sasha stuff is up. (laughs) I don't hate that. I mean, it's it would – it doesn't take away from Bianca, I don't think. It would keep elevating her and keeping her in the spotlight to get the title. But um, Who else she's going to give it to? Yeah. And maybe so that would be able to give us a better story for when so she if does, you don't, but... if you if you don't have Bianca win, then then you go with the, the story of um you know, you you have to overcome overcome the 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 mountain. Like, you know, back in the day, like you had the Bulls. They couldn't get over top of the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. And then once they beat the Pistons, then they became champs. Like you have, you see that in sports all the time, where it's like you, you get that team that you know that's there, and they, they come into the to the old guard who just beats them, you know, a couple times in a row, and then finally they get over the hump. So you'd rather Ooh, have Bianca, moment. You, you, you'd rather have Bianca go go that route and have her go over the hump, so to speak. Mm-hmm. To, to win a championship instead of just coming out the gates and first time challenging for it winning. Yeah, I want that because night two, I got different prediction. As good as that would be, I don't think WWE is that creative right now. So 
Um, I, I, I see Bianca going over and getting her WrestleMania moment. Yeah, like I said, I uh, I hope their styles and they work good in the ring together. Their chemistry comes off well. But I just feel that this should be such a bigger moment than it is for all the reasons I listed before. Mm-hmm. You know, between – like all those things could have been the story that you told coming into it. And, and Jay, that wouldn't have been a story that, that they have to be in the ring and going back and forth with each other. It's the women's empowerment. It's two, two women of color. Like all those things – are stories that you can tell with vignettes and interviews and talking segments and everything else that you would get. Yes. The winner of main or the winner of the rumble challenges for the belt of mania. And that's it. That's your story. But you put you know, WWE, they're going to give you this match a million times between the, I know, yeah, but I'm saying, variation, so if you want to go your route where you said earlier in the show, it's just, Hey, you win the rumble. It's the main event of mania. And that's it. You don't need no story. Well, there's the story that you could have told without actually doing in-ring stuff story work. Those are the things that you tie into that build it up and make it a special event, which it should feel like. And I don't think that it does. This was a, this was a missed opportunity for them to really hammer home something that is has significance in this day and era for women. And I think they swung a miss hugely on this take. But that's just me. So, all right. Well, that's night one. That's night one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely right. interesting predictions. Well, with Raw's Mania complete predictions for night one, <laughs> uh, I think it's time to, to get into the surprise special edition of Drink of the Week. Don't text me when you're impressed by night one. I'm not, I'm gonna going off. We had kind of talked about like favorite WrestleMania stuff. Do we want to get into any of that, or we just want to get into the jerk of the week? Oh, oh yeah, I, I, forgot I, forgot about about that. I forgot about that. Man, <laughs> man. If, if you're like such a terrible card, I, I've just lost my mind. Every time I'm looking down, I'm trying to eliminate something off my list because it's it's hard. <laughs> we can say we can save that for tomorrow. To, okay, we can save that for tomorrow. Let's say let's table that for tomorrow. Okay. We'll right. table that for tomorrow because that that way you know we'll recap we'll we'll list off favorite moments and then uh, we got another surprise edition of of a uh, of a game tomorrow for for WrestleMania so that that'll give us good talking points for tomorrow's show. Right. Look at us was- doing pre production live. There you go. That's <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> that marks broke the fourth wall for you and it's live on air. <laughs> All right, that was Bell to Bell this week. Chug, 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 chug. This week's Drink of the Week segment is brought to you by Raw is Mania. The reason why I'll be shit-faced by about 11 o'clock tonight. So this week's special edition, since it is the Super Bowl of Wrestling and WrestleMania weekend, we have been waiting for this for a long time. It's something that we've always wanted to do. We just weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it based off of where we live at in the country. However, the wrestling and the drinking gods got together and they said, bless these four men in Pittsburgh with the opportunity (laughs) to review this beer. And with all that being said, today we will be doing the Broken Skull IPA from Stone Cold Steve Austin and the El Segunda Brewing Company. So, gentlemen... Stone Cold says it is the best IPA in the country. What? 
What? Six point seven percent alcohol. What? <laughs> I love the can. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Fits the fits the mold of Stone Cold. You know, we did the we did the Stone Cold uh, Margarita, which was really hard hitting and just if you want to get knocked off your ass, you'll drink that Stone Cold Margarita with all the alcohol that was in that some bitch. Yeah. But um, this is going to be. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I really I really am. I'm I, and I'm not an IPA guy, but I'm I'm hoping that this is. This is a pleasant surprise from the IPA world. So five years ago, I was actually, whenever this first came out, I was able to get my hands on it, uh, ordering it online too. It was a little bit a little bit tougher then to get online than it was this year. Um, but this was the, I was not an IPA drinker before that. This was actually the first IPA that I enjoyed and kind of got me into IPAs. Well, with that big buildup, um, let's have at it. We'll take a smell and a sip and then run through our rankings. I like the color of it. That, that doesn't look like a Oh, the hops are strong. I can smell the hops here, boy. Ready? I'm already like three sips in, you know. <laughs> I'm eating sour gummy worms, so at least hopefully give me something, but no. <laughs> Can destroy the flavor palette of this beverage. <laughs> I taste some fruity in there, and it's these damn. <laughs> the Stone Cold says that's a tasty beverage. You are officially off this segment. This <laughs> Come to me with the mixed drinks. <laughs> we'll see, we'll, what Pepsi do you have to review this week? Yeah, we'll 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 leave you strictly with the liquor reviews. All right. I well, we got six more beers lined up, so <laughs> I'm off that one. <laughs> uh, who, wants, who wants to go first? I'll go. I'm not an IPA person either, but man, I can get down on this. This is mm-hmm. tasty, nice and smooth. I mean, it is hoppy, but it's not that strong hop. That I'm used to with IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Stone I'll get you your arm. Give the truth, man. What? She says, don't call when you're twisting your arm. Give the truth. <laughs> this is good. I like this shit. This is good. I give it a four. Four out of five on a sumo scale. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah, obviously, really we, we know where you're going with this, but go ahead and just spit out your number as you continue to eat sour patch gummy worms. <laughs> it ain't it ain't breakfast. So it's going to. <laughs> it ain't that breakfast beer, so it's giving it's getting the bump. If you You're hear welcome. the glass break, it's not me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for me, Donald, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as it's smooth. Mm. I was not expecting it to be as smooth it is. as it I was ba- based off of the the smell of it because you get that you get that instantaneous hops just hitting your nose and it's like okay this is this is going to be your regular your regular tasting ipa but the smoothness from it is definitely unexpected for me i was i was not expecting that at all um 
still not an IPA guy, mm-hmm. but if you if you give me a can of this, I will drink it. I would, yeah. I enjoy it. It's it's definitely like I said. This, I think I think I enjoy it as much as I do because of how smooth it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smoothness definitely takes over. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go three seven five. I'll go three seven okay. five. <laughs> if you had orange juice to that beer, I'm, I'm going to drive over to your house. And yeah, I got. I got. I got a seat. <laughs> I got a seat. This is the worst. We didn't add crystal light to it. Never in my life have I out of our bread so Oh, it's always close by. We're going to do it today, though. So, oh, improvement is. or? Oh, yeah, this, this is manageable. <laughs> you made a beer, Mosa. With Stone Cold IPA. You're welcome, Steve. Hey, so, so much forget so much forgetting Austin to to give us a like and a follow. Good job with ruining the publicity that we were trying to get from reviewing this beer, you mark. So now hey, what do you? It get was at? a four before this, and it's a five now. <laughs> Bury the pod. I don't. If Stone Cold even sees this, I don't think he ever in his life would have thought that the IPA that he made. Oh, he's we're a fancy man now. We're, we're turn into a beer mosa. He drinks beer mosas now. Uh, based off of your recommendation, he drinks beer mosas. I'm pretty sure he does. He's classy now. He's refined. <laughs> All right. As I said, this is the IPA that kind of got me into IPAs. Like you guys said, it's a smooth IPA. It's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the hops doesn't leave an aftertaste, I don't think. You know, you still taste them, but you know, a lot of times you get that bitter aftertaste after you're drinking an IPA that just lingers on. This cleans the palate. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four point five. I think it's a it's a great beverage. Um, Stone Cold kind of did an April Fool's joke last week with El Segundo, like uh, doing saying that he was gonna get into the hard seltzer game. Uh, he came back after April Fool's and said, "No, we're not doing a hard seltzer, but we are creating a lager." So yeah. there's going to be another, there's going to be a Broken Skull Lager coming soon. Really looking forward to trying that. I, yeah, I think I that's probably been in the works with him. I know probably hasn't been in the works with them, but people have been trying to get him to do a lager since the Attitude Era. So Would it be, I, the, I, would it be the same gonna, name, just like Broken Skull Lager? Just like yeah. this is Broken Skull. Okay. Yeah, so I, now I, they actually have a, now there's like a Broken Skull beer, like social media stuff. Okay. So it's going to cover everything for him. All right. Just yep. think we <laughs> be perfect product placement. <laughs> we. Yeah. Thanks, Jay, for coming. Thanks, Thanks. You're welcome, Steve. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> your, your creative writing has just killed this segment. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Look for WWE Jason to be on the upcoming edition of Broken Skull Sessions. Very crooked of you. Hey, Steve, you want gummy? The wood chips. Hold your, bring up your glasses, your cans, your bottles, your brown paper bags, your red solo cups, your orange juice, and. (laughs) (laughs) So, good chips and wood chips and ships that sail the seas. Best ships are friendships, and friends will always be, except for Jason after this. 
I'm a person the one I got to go this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week in sports, um, not a whole lot to get on. I mean, there was some mm-hmm. news news that broke in that. Um, you know, we had uh, well, the national championship was Monday night. God, mm-hmm. this week's been so long, it doesn't even feel like that was Monday yeah. night. Yeah, um, just a complete beatdown. Not the game I was expecting to see. Uh, Baylor. You know, it was your national champions. Congratulations to them. Um, really just came out the gates and, and blitzed Gonzaga. That, mm-hmm. you know, Gonzaga was was pro- the, the best offense in, in college basketball and this year from efficiency-wise and numbers-wise and all that. But the way Baylor defended, <laughs> man, mm-hmm. it came Shut out and down. that – those first four or five minutes, I was watching that game, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way they're winning this game." They were they were not allowed to run any any offensive set at all to start mm-hmm. that game, and Baylor was in their chest. It felt like old school Kentucky teams when they were just press you and just constantly in your face, not giving you room to breathe. Like that that was that was an impressive defensive showing from them. So congratulations to them. Um, Stanford, Stanford women, they won their national title against Arizona. Came down to a single game. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was great defense there. Oh, uh, at a timeout to to end the game. The women's game, the women's tournament itself this so year was good. Great. I I love. I was I was I highly enjoyed the women's tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was very good. I turned it on like twelve two. I was like, damn, already. Mm-hmm. Then they crawled back. Yeah, no, it was it was that was that was good. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Um, NFL wise, uh, not much really going on this week. We're getting ready for the draft. Uh, a lot of mock draft experts, um, you know, we got their predictions out. See who goes where. I'm just excited to watch the draft. I love the draft. Um, I watch. I watch all of four days of it or whatever it is all three days now um something something that i enjoy and seeing so did they uh, did they say how the draft is going to be this year is it going to be virtual or people no, it's, in cleveland. it's in it's cleveland. cleveland it's in cleveland yeah. okay so it's going to be yep. in person again all right mm-hmm. yep yeah, yeah. But, uh thursday night will be night one uh round one Friday right. will be rounds two and three, and then Saturday will be four through seven, like they, okay. like they did. So like it's back to four. The, okay, so it's back to normal. Back to the traditional format, yeah. Right. So, um, so uh, the Justin Fields stuff again, black quarterback stuff. Now, what with him? They have uh, people have him dropping. Oh yeah, yeah. That's been yeah. A, yeah. I don't know. I I don't you know. I don't see how you can be the the second best quarterback, basically since you've come into college right there with Trevor, and, and now all of a sudden you're going to drop. Hey, if you're going to drop, drop the twenty four whenever the Steelers make <laughs> hey, We'll take care of it. Let's get a let's get an Aaron Rodgers drop. In this game, okay, like if you're going to hey, fall, we'll fall, fall, fall all the way to twenty four, all the way to twenty four. We'll we'll take you there and mm-hmm. and keep it moving. So. Um, 
Oh, so they yeah. were talking about him going through progressions, and somebody was like, "Look, if the first read is there, which it always is, you taking it." Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that multiple. I heard that multiple times this week. It's like, um, yeah, he didn't go through. Or Jordan Palmer was on Pat McAfee's show talking mm-hmm. about this, and 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 he 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 runs a, a quarterback summit. He he's uh he's working with Trevor Lawrence now, but he's he's worked with a bunch of guys and does really good work. He said. Based on the way Ryan Day and them set up his set up their offense, he didn't have to go to read two, three, and four. First guy was open. The first guy's open. He got with the ball. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, the other knock on him was that he holds the ball too long and he tries to make too many plays and everything else. And he goes, if you go back and really honestly look at their tape and their game film, in those situations, it was typically third and long. So if it's third and 12, third and 14, yeah, he's going to hold on to the ball and try to make a play because it's third and 14. Mm-hmm. It wasn't first and 10 or second and <laughs> six. So he's holding on to the ball making those types of decisions. So I don't, you know, it'll be interesting to see where all these quarterbacks fall and, and drop yeah. to. Um, Sam Darnold goes to Carolina. So who knows what that means for Teddy Bridgewater? Obviously, the Jets, everybody's thinking that it's going to be Zach Wilson. Who knows if that's the right call there? Um, you could see potentially, you know, three or four out of the first five picks be quarterbacks, which I don't know if that's ever happened in the draft. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. I think because of because of the way quarterbacks are going to go off the board, there's going to be a lot of good players that drop slots that would have went higher based on their talent level. And so it'll be interesting to see the teams that are picking – you know, 15-plus in the draft, 18-plus in the draft, who they get because they're going to get some really good steals given how early these quarterbacks are going. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see they, they tweeted out, and this was from uh, Gridiron on Twitter. They, they tweeted out every NFL team's uh, winning percentage during the 16-game era, which covers 1978 to 2020. Obviously, this year coming up will be the first year with 17-game schedule. So looking at this list, the team – try to guess the team that had the worst winning percentage in, during the 16-game era from 1978 to 2020. Who would you say had the worst winning percentage? Lions. I would say Detroit. I don't know if Chris is on mute or what. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> it is the Lions. It is the Lions. Lions were at 396. Who was next up? Cleveland? Cleveland at 399. Cincinnati. Tampa Bay. Ooh. Tampa Bay was trash. You know what? That kind of is true before uh, Gruden. I mean, before Dungey got there. No. Yeah, you have yeah. so the the bottom the bottom five going from worst up: Lions, Browns, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Jaguars, then the Bengals. What NFL team had the best winning percentage from nineteen seventy eight to twenty twenty? Steelers. Uh, I'll say the Packers. Cowboys. Jay, you were right. It's the Steelers, six oh nine, followed by the Patriots at six oh three, Broncos. I those two were interchangeable. Steelers, Patriots, Broncos, Packers, Ravens. No Cowboys. 
Top five. Mm-hmm. Cowboys were at six. Okay. <clears throat> Cowboys were at six. So, yeah, just a little, little interesting there. Um, you know, the the Colts were, you know, we we grew up Colts for the most part were were good, right? That was all Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. They're below 500 for this time. And you forget how trash they were until, like, Marshall Falk got there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was it a championship game with the Steelers? Yeah, right, that uh, 95. Yeah. 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were that. called the Cardiac Kids and Harbaugh and all them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Did anybody see Zach Levine last night for the Bulls? No. He put up 39 points in the first half. Wow. <laughs> wow. And probably ended, ended with uh, 40. 40. <laughs> he, he, he ended with 50. He ended with okay. 50 for the game in the okay. loss. All right. Yeah, 39 points, seven for nine um, from three points, and, and and played 20 minutes in the first half. Mm. So that was that was crazy. Yeah. And that's not even the highest scoring half. It was not. Yeah, yeah. that's a pod. Oh, it's not. Um, What's the highest? You know, I want to say. I want to say it was – I know Kobe's up there with like 42 or 45 in the first half. Um, they had it on They had it on SportsCenter last night, the top five. It, it, I think Zach's was three three or four in the, in the top five there. I know Kobe was up there with like 42 or 45. So um, – but, yeah, there was that uh, last night. What else in sports? Um Juju got recruited by Andy Reid, texting him Lombardi trophies. <laughs> Apparently, that's what that's what Juju said coming out um, on on Michael Irvin's podcast or interview with Michael Irvin this week that he was recruited based off of Andy Reid texting him Lombardi trophies. Um, however, he turned it down. Obviously, um, baseball, the Buckos. Last week was the, the last time to gloat because they're in the cellar again. Um, they're so – They're on pace to lose 139 games this year right now. That I have faith in them doing. I don't and, know. And a former pitcher last night. Threw a no-hitter. I love it. I love it. Musgrove throws throws the first no-hitter in San Diego Padres history. Joe Musgrove, no-hitter. Can you imagine their their starting rotation? Somebody put this out. Their starting rotation right now, what it could be. It could be Cole, Tyon, Musgrove, uh, Williams, and I'm trying to remember who the fifth starter was. Was it uh, it Morton or Macon? No. Somebody else. Glass now. That could be your starting rotation right now if freaking nutting wasn't so cheap <laughs> and actually paid players and kept them around. That starting rotation right now, you're talking you're talking one of the best teams in baseball. I don't if you have those five starting rotation, I don't know if you can come up with a better starting rotation right now. Which is just they, they can't do it. They won't do it. They'll never do it because it's nutting. Until you get rid yeah. of nutting, you're never going to. 
and he's come out and said that he wants to leave the team to his family and to his kids. Yeah, so, so he's not selling ever. He has no interest mm-hmm. in ever getting rid of the rid, rid of the team. They got to they got to get him out somehow. They have to. They're going to try. They want, if, if they, they want, want any they... type, if they want any type of success ever again to come to Pittsburgh, because listen, the stadium is still voted number one as best ballpark yeah. in America. The low, the the uniforms and that probably one of the best in baseball. Everything about the Pirates organization, besides the talent on the field, is one of the top things in baseball. You know, one of the one of the one of the uh, press workers tweeted out. I forget who it was, but tweeted out a, a view from the from the press box, and uh, you know, it, it's obviously it's the press box high up, so it's overlooking the field, and then you have the city landscape in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful, gorgeous shot. He's like one of the best things in baseball, and I tweeted back to him. I said, "Yeah, until the players show up on the field." <laughs> and it's not even the players that I even have the problem with because I think if they would, if management would, you know, produce a few better players, I think the team could be well-rounded and it would get better. It, it's just nothing. And the only way that things will get better is if the fans stop going to the games and take away money out of his pocket. And unfortunately, profit sharing keeps money in his pocket no matter what. But if they stop start taking money out of his pocket and he actually is in the negative for a season or more, maybe then something would change. But they're but never going to do that until he until they pr- have a profit every year. He's not going to do anything. And oh, after this pandemic, it's going to be full down there. Man, that's what. That- and that's the problem. I, people like to go just because it's a family environment, something mm-hmm. to do. And I understand the ballpark is a beautiful ballpark. I agree with that. I would love to actually be able to go down there and watch a good team play in that ballpark. You can't beat that. You you guys know me. I've been hammering about this for like, what, 30-something years. That ballpark is is 20 years old. This week it's 20 years old. 20 years old, and and they've they've been good for three out of 20 years. So if if you're not – if you're still going to the ballpark, for 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 the atmosphere and to you know to watch a game in, in a beautiful stadium and everything else, if that novelty hasn't worn off in twenty years, then I don't know what will happen to cause you to not go to the game. That's why the stadium is still so new because they haven't had playoff games to extend the wear and tear on the, the building. <laughs> it's, just, it's 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 below mediocrity, and it's it, 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 it's it it needs to change. We've talked about this before with the the baseball town that is Pittsburgh, and everything else, and and how how the city will rally around that team. We saw that with the playoff when they actually got in the playoffs mm-hmm. two years in a row, and, and sold out the place, broke broke the streak. Like you think you know, if you wanted to make money, you think you put a good team on the field because obviously you had it jam packed to the gills, standing room only. You had freaking. 9,000 boats in the Allegheny out there uh, on top of everything else, and, and you you still decide to, to do this BS of, of how you want to run your franchise. It's just – You know you know what just hurt me? Me and Dawn played in Three Rivers. I played in Three Rivers too. You said 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what hurt me? That That's how uh, – you, 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 know, you, know you know what hurt me, Jay? Uh-huh. Putting putting orange juice in your beer, jag off. God damn. The other thing, 
Hmm? Yeah, yeah. The other thing that you the other reunion last year, technically, right? Did we? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, two thousand twenty twenty would have been. Yeah, year. we did. We did. Uh, my wife, my wife's is this year, and Chris, you, you and me are next year. Next year, yeah. We're that old. You don't even feel like it. I still remember walking down those hallways. Yeah. Those yeah. hallways after graduation. It, I, know, I know we're off topic, but it still feels like it was yesterday. None of that feels like 20 years ago. None no. of it. No. no. Uh, one, of, one other graphic. I know we're bouncing see, around. That, see, that was more interesting than Pirates baseball. That's, that's, why, we, <laughs> that's why we went off. <laughs> um, another another graphic that I saw that, that caught my eye that, um, you know, I, I know we're, ju- we're jumping back and forth between sports here, but there was a graphic put up in regards to Chris Paul. Um, I don't think Chris Paul gets the credit he deserves as being one of the greatest point guards to ever play. Um, so it showed teams winning percentage with Chris Paul before he got there and teams winning percentage with Chris Paul. So after he got to the team. So the Hornets winning percentage before Chris Paul was at 220. After Chris Paul, 463. Said two twenty, dang. Two twenty. The Clippers, three ninety. After Chris Paul, six oh six. The Rockets, six seventy one. They had Harden in that, so a little better of a team. After they joined the Rockets, seven ninety three. The Thunder, five ninety eight. With Chris Paul, six eleven, and then the Suns this year, four sixty six, and now they're at seven twenty, and they're like number two or three seed in the West. Yeah. They're on top, I think. Right? People got to start giving Chris Paul his due as being one of the best point guards that, that has played the game. And then remember that Daniel Stern voided that trade for him to go to the Lakers. He's, he's going to be Chuck. <laughs> Until he wins the ring, he's going to be Chuck. Yeah, unfortunately, David yeah. Stern kind of lost him from winning rings because him him with Kobe. Um, oh, I don't man. Know, I don't know if you get the – I don't know if you get the Kobe Gasol you know what I mean? Because yeah. of Chris Paul being traded, but you got you got to know if 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 him and Kobe teamed up on oh, that backcourt, <laughs> you got it. You got you know they they would have won. They would have won a couple more there in L.A. Um, so yeah, but um, I don't think I have anything else this week in sports. That was about it. I know we were all kind of all over the place, but um, yeah, it was wasn't a whole lot going on. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, drop me out for a second while you go through your final thoughts. <laughs> Unless somebody uh, wants more of that uh, truth about pirate talk. Let's be keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till he gets back to do one got to go. Yeah, he could be here <laughs> all day with that. So, you know, the floor, Donald, how do you feel about the Pirates organization in general? Oh, man. It's been going on since 93, me and the fight between the city and the uh, Pirates. <laughs> One man. Yep. One, one man. man. Yep. One I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. So <laughs> I'm going one to man. It. I'm, I'm going to take it to my grave. <laughs> you have you have this much faith in Barry Lamar. <laughs> the one and only. That's it. But yeah, but what? But what baseball really needs is that baseline salary. They mm-hmm. do. They, I mean, that's how it could fix a lot of things with the pirates. Like if the owners are made to spend like at least a hundred million on the team, yeah. on the players on the field, 
because what their payroll is like what fifty one million or something. So just imagine if they had another fifty million, you know. But there's no cap, right? With with TV there's, contracts and profit sharing. There's no, just, yeah, uh, there's, there's no, no salary cap. No, 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 no cap at all. Man, there's no cap, but there's no, no baseline where they have to make you spend that, like in the NFL and all of them have. Okay, you have to spend so much on your team. So they get the us three out there and just be like, hey, <laughs> you got it. I mean, you guys got twenty dollars. Here goes twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the formatting of the show on there, right? You did, yeah. yeah. That's what we can. We gave Donald the floor to discuss uh, the Pirates organization has problems with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but but that's the main thing. Like, if, that's just baseball all around, yeah. you know. And they could tweak a couple things to for it. Things, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, baseball. Lastly, that you just popped back into my head. Did you see? Uh, uh, Shohei Otani the other night. Mm-mm. So he was the uh, was the f- the first, first player hit. first player to to throw a, a he pitched he started pitching right his first player to throw over a hundred miles an hour and hit a home run in the same game mm-hmm. or something like that like because yeah. he's in the a, yeah because he's in the AL and that's a DH. So they okay. still put him out there, you know. So they didn't use no DH; they just used him, like in the National League. Yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still hate that rule. Another issue I have with baseball, yeah. You got to well, make it the same the, the DH and the and the, and the non DH. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either have it or don't. Mm-hmm. That's a, that. That argument is old as baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's another issue. You know, fan, fan, fans of the American League teams are never going to want it to go away, and fans of the National NL League. teams are never going to want to see it because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, to them it's it's against the 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 tradition and the purity of baseball. Yes, um, that's how it yeah. feel. If you play the field, you can hit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if your pitcher can't hit, too bad. Like, if you're on the field, you got to hit. Yeah. So. All right, well, with that being said, let's get into the world-famous, world-renowned, global sensation, and now shirt available at prowrestlingtees.com. <laughs> One got to go. All right, this week's One Got to Go segment is going to stick with the WrestleMania theme, and this is going into strictly – Attitude Era Superstars. So one got to go, WrestleMania edition. The Undertaker, Triple H, Stone Cold, or The Rock? Who wants to tackle this one first? (laughs) 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 Wow, is it it that big of a decision? (laughs) What what does... Nope, don't do it. We'll go top to bottom because I'll start it off. What, but what does one gotta go mean? How much? Uh, one gotta go. It gotta get the hell out of here. Just like one gotta go. Not, oh, not erase oh. everything. Just one gotta go. See you. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not the history. Not the. Not yeah. History. Okay. If you're not, not erasing history, not the ahead, history. Go ahead. You said you want to start. Go ahead. Are we just doing like the wrestlers themselves, or are we just sticking to the Attitude Era? Or we're no, just doing this, is, this is the Undertaker, Triple H, Stone Cold, and The Rock. Gotcha. One gotta go. Who we getting off? Yeah, it's, I mean, just like we talked about in Bell to Bell with the women, I think there's an argument for every one of these people. Um, to go? No, an argument for how for how good they are for each one of them. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, you can give the accolades to all of them for anything. So just get going off. It is difficult. Um, this is easy. It is super easy. Okay. I mean, for me, I mean, three of my favorites are Triple H, Stone Cold, and The Rock. So for me, one got to go on this one. I could, I could get rid of The Undertaker. Mute yourself. <laughs> you, you log out. We all go, but just log out. <laughs> you are just all right. So this is so easy. I want. Let's hear everybody else. Donald. Uh, for me, I am with Chris. The Undertaker could go. You two can double up in that buggy and go right yeah. off the sunset yourself. Undertaker can go. Triple oh, H was. You got me turning my hat backwards. Like, <laughs> Triple H was ultimate heel. Stone Cold and The Rock speak for himself. I could have dealt without The Undertaker. Jerry, please speak some sense into this. Uh, this is your chance to redeem yourself for the Beer Mosa incident. This if, it's not their body, if, it's, if it's not their whole body of work, I'm going Triple H. Thank you. Triple H. I don't, I don't want, I mean, if it was like everything must go, it'd be harder to kick Triple H off because you got NXT. No, and that's the uh, empire itself. But no, not not. This is not post wrestling. What, what have you done? This is in ring career. One got to go in ring. I'm going Triple H. Triple H. Can you got the accolades, but I'm still going Triple H. Triple H. You there's no, no there's no you you don't get rid of the Undertaker. No. Triple H has good yeah, wrestling yeah. matches. Undertaker is a great character. There's nothing wrong with. Undertaker, does, Undertaker doesn't have good wrestling. Undertaker arguably has the best WrestleMania match ever. Two of them. Two of them. Oh, and one, yeah. of, one of them. One of them. One of them was with Triple H. Three and of them. The other, the other <laughs> one. Was <Charles> <laughs> Can we keep going? <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably one of the best WrestleMania matches was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at twenty-five. Not gonna, not gonna debate that, but it's just. More matches that I enjoy to watch are Triple H. I'm with you, Chris. More I, matches. I, was never, I, 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 was, I never got into Triple H like everybody else did. Like, I mean, did I appreciate him for what he was as he was wrestling? Yes, but was I like a Triple H mark? No, I wasn't. I, I you know, to me, he always took second fiddle to to Sean and DX. I want the Hunter Hearst Helmsley character never worked. No. Um, you know, and 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 while he was on top, it, to me, I always felt he was on top because he was married to Stephanie. Yeah. So, like, I so don't take this tag team beat down and eliminate yourselves. Yeah. Definitely, like two thousand two when he was world heavyweight champion. Absolutely, the only reason why he was on top for for that long was because of that. But I enjoyed him before that too. I mean, I was a fan of him from get go. Yeah. Oh, so you were you were the blue blood. You like the yeah. blue blood, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley? You like mm-hmm. the, I did. You know, I like you know who did that blue blood character better than Hunter Hearst Helmsley? William Regal. 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 <laughs> Regal. The man's man. The man's God. man. Ooh, that was terrible. <laughs> Regal and WCW, great. Regal and WWE, they just never get, did him right. 
If one of your names was Thunder Rising, I can't take you. Terrorizing. Terrorizing. <laughs> Whatever. That's how forgettable it was. Terrorizing. I, I can't have you. I can't have you. Oh, of, oh me and Mark Callis was so much better. That is. That's <laughs> way better than, than Terrorizing. Way better. Oh, let me just that's just as good name. as Vegas, but that's just as good as Vinny Vegas. <laughs> I can't. I you guys are wrong. Undertaker, we go. Undertaker, we go. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Undertaker, we go. We do. That's how serious I'm about that. That's how serious I'm about that. That's how serious I'm about that. Just because you got a do rag on, don't mean you're about nothing. Okay. It's a bandana. It's a bandana. You got your do rag on, you're sipping your pint IPA. Don't come out here, you know, clanking, clanking cans and breaking glass by stepping on. Stepping on, you know, an old vase. Okay? Oh, trust me. Oh, 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 trust me. That's not me at all. You, know? you got Kid Rock playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. You got the paper bag over the IPA yet? No, no. no. I'm not. You, you guys are trash. Trash. Undertaker got to go. They're both. Move on. I don't even want to discuss this with you two. Man, anymore. I should have just said The Rock just to be that dude. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> All right, we good? Hey, I don't have nothing to say to you two. I don't. I'm yeah. not, like I don't even want to do a show tomorrow with you two, based off of being stupid and the Undertaker on that. You tell me how that post. <laughs> Chris, that could be me. And you did. You know, just send the link to me. Edit, That's good. Just, just edit your two takes off. Of one got to go and just put me and Jason up there talking about <laughs> the correct version of that selection there. Edit to make the screens go black as they're doing their takes. <laughs> the Undertaker. Undertaker got an entrance. Well, no, my final thought for the show is, is you you guys are garbage. You're terrible. We can agree. <sighs> you got that pirate hat on. There's no need to top it up. I mean, it ain't all the smoke, and we going out tag team partners. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> hey, that's a story, Jay. That's story. <laughs> that's better than anything done. In this two hours and twenty minutes, we done anything better than creative, dude. Transformania. <laughs> we started hey. off. We started off as foes, and we built together to form a common ground and a bond, and now we're tag team. The Mega Bars. <laughs> Hey, we have a lot of titles around, so we can throw anyone on the line. Whoa. <laughs> that one right there. We can throw a lot of... <laughs> that, dumb, that dumb Mark championship belt will be defended. As we get... Oh, he lost it today. No, he it it today. Give it to somebody down on these two squares. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that was trash. Absolutely. Get yourself a ref. Get yourself a camera crew and come take it from me. <laughs> I'll show up. I'll show up. It's just like a rock. I'll wear the stripes. There's a backyard in the back that we used to do the backyard wrestling with growing up. It's still there. Let's do it. All right. Final thoughts. Let's go. All right. All right, kids, thanks for tuning into this WrestleMania edition of the Dumb Marks podcast. Remember that we are live every Saturday at 11 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. 
So please subscribe, like, and follow our social media pages at DumbMarksPod. You can message us during the shows while you watch live or email us at DumbMarksPod at gmail.com. Our audio-only edition of the podcast is released every Monday to listen on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. Tomorrow we will finish up our Pod of Mania weekend with recapping night one of WrestleMania and giving our predictions on night two. That episode is going to be live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as always at noon Eastern. As, and also, as mentioned in our intro, our official Dumb Marks merch is now available to purchase on ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. Buy a shirt. I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's already trademarked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, final thought for me, I forgot to mention this. Um, you, you know, even though Bell to Bell was was strictly Mania talk um, and WWE talk because of, of it being Mania Day, uh, but announcement was made this week for season three of Dark Side of the Ring. It will debut May 6th on Vice TV with a two-hour premiere episode on Brian Effin Pillman. Super pumped for that. Yeah, Dark, Dark Side of the Ring is some of the best stuff Yes, I've watched um, documentary-wise, television-wise, story-wise. They do an excellent job on it. The Dark Side of the Ring Confidential that they've been doing with Conrad Thompson has been has been really good. I haven't um, watched any of that yet. They just did New Jack this week. And it, oh, the Von Eric, Eriks was last week. Um, Bruiser Brody was the week before. Like, it, it's been. They, they're Is that why back. New Jack joined us today? Yeah. 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 <laughs> More like Cheddar Jack. That's Cheddar Jack. <laughs> Cheddar Bob. We got Cheddar Jack up there. That's what he is. That's going to be your new name. It's not DB. Cheddar Jack. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was. That was it for me. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else. Final thoughts, wise. Anybody else got anything? Just enjoy no. WrestleMania tonight. So, all right. Well, I, you know, I was I was uh, debating on what to do for for a quote of the week for this show yesterday. I was like, ah, you know, given the passing of DMX, so I wanted to end it off with X. Um, but I, I felt this quote. This quote um, ties into more of the the WrestleMania the WrestleMania theme. Um, and you'll know whenever I read it off. You'll you'll know what, what what I mean by that. So once in a life, for one mortal moment, one must make a grab for immortality. If not, one is not lived. And that was from Sylvester Stallone. So once in a life, for a mo- for a mortal moment, one must make a grab for immortality. If not, one has not lived. Too too much Hogan popped in my head during that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come shoot your shot, Jason. Come on. <laughs> hey, with that, thanks for tuning in to episode two of the Dumb Marks Pod of Mania. Episode three tomorrow. We will go live at noon. 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 We'll go live at noon tomorrow to break down and recap everything from night one of WrestleMania, give our predictions for night two, and set up maybe potential spoilers as far as surprises we think will happen on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. Go over, buy a shirt, Pro Wrestling Tees, Dumb Marks Pod. Again, shout out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Thanks for the one of the most delicious IPAs I've ever had. Jay, I can't believe you added orange. With OJ. Terrible. 
And with that, until tomorrow, y'all can catch us around the way.